This week we learned that when the only tool you have is a screwdriver, all your problems begin to look like eyeballs as we discuss the 1997 animated horror hit, Perfect Blue. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the Axe Jefferson, and joining me as always, well, it's the me-mania, Tim Yobo. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing very good. What's up, Eddie? Oh, man. You know what? I'll tell you what's up. It's warmer than it should be. That's what's up. <laughs> and it's kind of cooler here in New York. It was like 66 degrees yesterday. Ah, uh, you can go to hell, Mr. Yobo. Don't worry, soon it's going to be up to 108 degrees with humidity. Yeah, yeah. The humidity is what gets you. That's what it is. So, Tim, we are in week three of our celebration uh, for Pride Month. And, again, we're not alone. We're very rarely alone, are we? It's not a good thing for the two of us to be alone together. Who knows mm. what, the, what the podcast will degrade into. <laughs> it, it tends to devolve pretty quickly. We are joined by friend of the show, Rin. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Hi. Welcome to um, the show, Rin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, weather update. It's 84 degrees here in Tampa. And, um... Is it a dry 84 or is it a sticky 84? I don't know. I haven't been outside. Weather <laughs> says it's sunny. <laughs> it's an air-conditioned 84 if you're in Tampa, man. Let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. So I lived not too far from you for a few years. And now I live uh, in sunny California. And I'm going to tell you right now, the one thing that I miss are Cuban sandwiches. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I love those. Um, we got uh, we got Cubans from a uh, food truck uh, when we went to Pride in Ybor City. And they were like $10, but fuck, they were good. <laughs> there was actually a really good food truck down there. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a Spanish-Italian fusion. And they had wow. these... Oh. They had these... Uh, uh, it was like a deep-fried risotto ball. They were so good. I wish Whoa. I could remember the name of the place. I think I'd tell you deep-fry you anything, and it's so good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, Rand, I reached out to the community to see if anybody wanted to come in here and just talk about horror, basically. And you were referred to us by a friend of the show, uh, Brody Black, recently. Uh, we just covered the uh, the episode where, where we discussed sick nurses with Great her. Great movie. Great movie. Yep. And so when uh, when I reached out to you, you were very receptive and, and wanting to to talk with us about something on on the horror avenues here. What what tell us what's your what's your history here with with Perfect Blue, or, or just tell us about yourself. Whatever you've got the mic. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, starting from Brody, uh, I happened to uh, meet her from the. Uh, well, I met all of you from the uh, Grindbin server. 
which mm-hmm. unfortunately I'm not in at the moment because uh, <laughs> money is a little short right now and I didn't want to keep on like uh, spending money each month on the Patreon. And I was like, well, if I'm going to leave the Patreon, I got to leave the server too as a courtesy. But I will hopefully rejoin it at some point. Yeah, well, I actually just made our, page, or our, our Patreon. I just made our Discord for Bloody Bits free. So if you want to, oh, you yeah, can always right. join that. I tweeted oh, it nice. a little while yeah. ago. Um, so you see a lot of familiar that's faces. That's a phrase everybody can afford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, as for Perfect Blue, um, well, I have friends who like it. I've known about the film for a while. I first saw it like a few months back, but I didn't get it at all. <laughs> that um, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. I, I think this is one of those movies where you kind of have to watch it that first time, absorb it a little bit, and then go back to it, and then you're going to pick up a lot more. Oh, yeah. Like my a lot of movies is, that uh, are like in this vein. My cat is opening up the door somehow. I told you. I told you. <laughs> That's no when this podcast going on Zoom oh, yeah. meetings. Yep. Yep. Fine. I won't close the door. Just don't rub against the mic. <laughs> so you we actually did... thought you were going to keep your cat out of a room that she wants to go into. Huh? It's okay. We did an episode of Black Mirror where my baby was in here farting the whole time. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unruly yeah. cats are not a problem. Yeah, that's fair. He's a uh, he's like eight weeks at the moment. Oh wow. Ooh, okay. So kid. So that's a kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's um, already opening up the door. Oh, apparently. Shit. Oh boy. <laughs> you better hide those treats really good, Red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, about um, Perfect Blue. Um, well, yeah, like I said, first time, didn't get it. Second time, it made complete sense. This seems to be a trend in like any kind of like vaguely surrealist films. Like, Mahalong Drive made no sense the first time. Second time, perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. 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 And I think that just part of it is, you know, a lot of why it doesn't make sense at first is just because, you know, some information is just kept away from you at first. Yeah. You get that a lot with nonlinear storytelling, totally. And especially um, when, like in this, you have an unreliable narrator, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you, you have a lot of jumps between fantasy and reality and things don't necessarily click. So that's awesome. I, for me personally, this, uh, the first time I've ever seen it, um, I did, however, see the director made another uh, animated feature called Paprika. I saw that fairly recently, actually, and just didn't even connect the two. Oh, no, he's on the oh. table. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, what about you, Tim? Any history with this, or is this a uh, first again, viewing for you? Just like you, first time I've ever heard of this movie, first time I've seen it. Wow, Okay. I'm not so, really that much into anime, so I mean, even I don't know, was this like a big hit when it came out, or is it kind of like it's like a cult? Somewhere uh, in the middle, I think. Yeah, it's notable, but I don't think that it was like his favorite, his most popular movie either. No, no, I don't, I don't believe it was, um, because he also did Millennium Actress and Tokyo Godfathers, both of which are are probably a little bit more popular. But this was really kind of his first uh, full feature, because before this, he did a couple episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is kind of a huge uh, series for anybody who follows anime and 
I know nothing about it because Tim, like you, I barely follow anime. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just uh, not, not not nothing against it, but just when when I was into comic books, anime wasn't around, and just as I was getting out of comic books, that's when anime really started to break. So I was like, eh. yeah, I mean, I hit up a couple of them, you know, like your Akira's and, and your bigger ones, just the stuff that came across the pond over to here. Uh, no, you remember when we did Akira with Charlie? I told you that was the first time I ever saw the movie. I'd heard oh. about it a billion times, <laughs> but I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, got that uh, that that 4K rip of it too, man. It looks phenomenal. But we'll never get that for Perfect Blue, unfortunately, because the original 35 millimeter prints of it were lost. Oh, hmm. yeah, too bad. Um, so yeah, a little bit more about uh, well, you asked about like why I chose it. So I was yes. yeah working vaguely around that, walking around the whole time, but <laughs> um, but yeah. When I was asked about what movie I wanted to talk about, I was, like, like just sort of, like, flipping through, like, my head, <laughs> like, the pages of a book. Like, okay, okay, which part of my identity is the most interesting to talk about? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, like, all the other guests here so far, I've been, well, you know, I'm queer, but also, like, you know, as a general thing, but, like, if you want to divide that up into, like, specific subsets, I'm, like, I'm I'm trans, I'm also non-binary, that they can coexist, uh, and, um, uh, lesbian, asexual, stuff like that, and I'm plural, and so I was, like, well, you know, there's been plenty of movies about, like, trans people or gay people, but... Mm -hmm. But plurality is a thing that seems really unexplored in most movies, with one exception. And that exception is the uh, unfortunate uh, killer altar trope, uh, which is enough that it has multiple TV tropes pages, apparently. Um, so the most, like notable example of this other than i guess if you want to interpret it that way jekyll and hyde uh the most like straightforward example of this is uh of course m night Shyamalan split yes which i have no intention of ever watching <laughs> that's good you're not missing much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so um for the listeners but... who, who aren't aware of what uh plural is uh do you want to break that down a little bit more for uh, them, Yeah. Or? So, plurality is uh, just basically the new term for, like, a sort of cluster of identities that are, like, associated with, like, dissociative identity disorder or, or otherwise specified dissociative disorder. They used to call it uh, multiple personalities. Right. Uh back in the day and a lot of yeah, people I know that from that movie Sybil. It, yeah, yeah. Um and a lot of people um who have it in real life, especially in the past, were uh diagnosed with uh schizophrenia instead. But yeah, what it comes down to is just basically, you know, plurality is when a you know, one body has multiple people in it. But the experiences for uh, for plural people can be very different. Uh, most of them are uh, formed from trauma, as mine was, because my parents suck. Um, 
Uh, but but that's not the only way that it can be formed, of course. And and um, then there's also different like interpretations one can have on it. Like some people use the term alter. Um, and while I think that's like a perfectly fine and valid term, I call mine headmates because I don't think of them as different versions of myself. I think of them as like different people who just happen to like live with me. Okay. And I think that's partially because our uh our system we uh don't uh like have amnesia between each other. We can remember what we were doing when we were switched. Some some systems don't, and I think that's what the main uh, qualifier between dissociative identity disorder and uh, otherwise specified is. Mm, that makes sense. So yeah, in one, they're dissociated. Okay, okay, I follow. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, when I was looking for films that actually like cover that, I was thinking, well, I'm not going to watch Split, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> Yes, yes. This was so... a much, much better pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> so so then, like, I suddenly realized, wait a minute. I Didn't Perfect Blue have some weird subplot about, like, a dissociative identity disorder? And I looked it up, and yeah. Yeah. One of the so main did... characters. Is so literally... did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so interesting, too, because, like, after watching this, I would say, like, it's always very difficult with these films because a lot of the times the representation isn't great, right? Because yeah. it's also usually written through the lens of a person who's not part of the community, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, because people who are part of that community, they're not writing movies, directing movies, or producing movies at that time. Especially, yeah, yeah, back in 95, 96, I don't see a lot of that happening, unfortunately. Yeah, um, though I think that um, for its time, ninety seven, you know, I think it's it's a lot better than uh, than most of it would be. Like, I mean, Split was twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah, that's a, well, that's, that's the bar that I'm going off of. <laughs> that's not a very high bar. So <laughs> it's not. Uh, yeah, but but it's so interesting though because like I've given all of our other guests free reign and they're like you know what i'm gonna be honest with you this is kind of a guilty pleasure but i identify with it in this way and then they have that's the what discussion. makes it a good movie though that's yeah good, right guilty pleasure what's what's the last part of that pleasure right exactly yeah <laughs> true true it's my guilty torment movie i'm gonna watch yeah. split oh god <laughs> just over and over no thank oh, you no. oh man so Wow, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, and yeah. thank you for introducing this movie because I'm so glad that I saw it. it. It actually, I mean, I guess we can get into a little bit of the background of the movie unless you had uh, something else you wanted to get into beforehand. Uh, go ahead, yeah. Okay. So basically it was uh, a novel uh, that was written back in, I believe it was 91, the original uh, uh, manga of it was made. And uh, I forget the name. It was called Metamorphosis. That's right. Perfect Blue Metamorphosis. Oh. And eventually the series actually wrapped up back in 1995, uh, right as this Perfect Blue manga or anime came out in Japan. Then, of course, uh, the DVD boom hit in America. So this was uh, 
you know, subtitled. Some, some, you know, uh, some stuff, of course, was lost in translation. But um, I was watching it with the subtitles on and with the English uh, sub, with the English dub, and some of it wasn't matching up. But it was, you know, close. I, I can't do dubbing. I, I just can't. It, it's I don't know. Something just always feels off about the ad, the voice acting. Yeah, I, I'm selective on dubs. I think there are some shows where it very much benefits it, like One Piece. I I think the dub is spectacular. Okay. But but then there are other shows like like this or whatever, like uh, that. Just why would you do the dub? It yeah. doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> because American audiences are stupid, and it's going to be hard enough to get them to see a movie that wasn't made in America to begin with, and now God I have to it. read? Come on, uh, Tim, true. why do you have to remind me of that? Man. <laughs> Plus, also, I mean, you know, the people who go in to see this in the movie theaters and rent this are high off their fucking asses sinking into their couches, too. So asking them to read? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine watching this high. That would be the worst Shit. experience. Oh, man. Some mushrooms and then turn this on. No. Oh, damn. no. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, then it kind of came over to America with the DVD boom, of course, with the dubs and, and subs and uh, a little bit lost in translation. But it really kind of gained a cult status recently. Um, after, I think it was back in, I'm scrolling through my notes here, 2016 Watch Mojo, that great website, listed it in their top 10 underappreciated anime movies. And, you know, now we're all locked up in our houses, so what are we going to do? We're all going to go out and just sort of watch everything that we can consume. <laughs> but all those movies that you put off watching, was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to get around to watching it. Now, yeah, exactly. everybody had time for uh, 15 months to watch it. This is always the fun part when we get these uh, uh, movies, where I try to read off names of the cast members. Now, unfortunately, I go to hell, Tim. So, uh, Satish Khan was the director of it. Uh, he, like we discussed earlier, Paprika, um, and a couple of other major kind of credits. He didn't really... I think he's, he doesn't, he, he's got something else coming out recent. Oh, Dreaming Machines. That's what it is. So he's got a, uh, another film coming out called Dreaming Machines that was, that was just recently sort of announced. But he, he's been off of doing anything for about the last 13 years. Sariyuki Mure, nailed it, <laughs> uh, was the uh, person who wrote the adaptation of this uh, to, from novel to screenplay. And Yoshikazu Takeuchi was the original novel's writer. I think I did okay, so I feel all right. <laughs> uh, that last one sounded the best, I will say that. Well, thank yeah. you. Third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that, I think we can get into the breakdown of the movie. So we open on what... The wrong movie? The wrong movie. <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> Is this fucking Power Rangers? <laughs> Tim, I love that. That's exactly the note. I'm like, why am I watching Power Rangers attacking Powertron? I actually paused the movie. I was like, yep. hold on a second. <laughs> so did I. It and then I checked. The time it. when I rented Fight Club on DVD for the first time, when I popped it in, it comes oh. up the uh, the main menu of Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's so good. So yeah, yeah, we just have these Power Rangers attacking Powertron and. It's amazing because 
right here we're setting an expectation you see that heavy stylized 1990s anime over the top like sharp lines and everybody's like super cool looking and attractive and then it just pans out from that and we see that we're just at a big uh public event and it's a dumb performance that's going on on a stage and when we see all of the actual humans all of the characters in the world in which this takes place they're not that hyper stylized uh 90s anime look it's very uh sort of drawn back and very uh uh more grounded Muted. and realistic yeah, yeah yeah there's like a really like almost desaturated filter over a lot of the film mhm mm mhm mm and i Every think that the graininess really improves that um well i think that that for me like uh, the the thing that i just keep drawing back to in my notes here is the fact that these people are so much more uh, as you said desaturated grainy and flawed uh uh not not these beautiful people uh, except for certain characters but it, it makes sense mm -hmm. it makes it more yeah. realistic and it makes the the terror of what is happening in here harder for you to kind of shy away from we're at this big uh concert apparently and uh at this concert we find out that the band that is performing is going to be making a big announcement yeah i don't well i don't can you really even say it's a big concert well because it's in the daytime it's three o'clock in the afternoon yeah and there's a lot of people there but something's going to happen to this band later on where they're like all going crazy because they broke the top 100 so that's true yeah so it we're... looks like it looks like a street fair <laughs> like yeah. yeah like what the power rangers were doing yeah yeah there's there's probably what maybe a hundred people here tops yeah, and that's i can't speak too much for j-pop but i know with k-pop that that's exactly how a bunch of everybody starts out where you're doing like country fairs at like two o'clock in the afternoon before you become black pink and everybody's buying your fucking albums all over the whole world so it makes sense they're they're getting their bones in they're working their way up but uh, the name of the, the J-pop band that we're introduced to here is uh, Sham, C-H-A-M. And they're up there uh, holding their fun little concert. But as we're watching uh, the protagonist, Mima, perform, it's cutting in between her performing at the concert and her shopping at a store. Yeah, for like half a second, I was like, who the fuck is that lady? Yeah, yeah, because then it's just very realistic, you know? Then we cut over to her uh, uh, talent agency, and they're talking about how she wants to become an actor. She doesn't want to do this J-pop stuff anymore. We cut back to the show, and we catch our first glimpse at what is, I suppose, our primary uh, antagonist in here, which is a very, very kind of odd-looking man. He kind of almost looks like a fucking alien or something in some of the way that some of the ways that they have him drawn, right? I wrote in my notes that he looks like he's a noise musician. <laughs> <laughs> he really does, and his eyes are just like a little too far apart. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they, you know, they make his his teeth kind of jaggedy. They 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 do what they can to really kind of creep the guy out. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was offered the part of the elephant man, but he turned it down because he had to follow this band across Tokyo. Yeah. 
<laughs> and boy, following them, he is uh, kind of like crouched in front of the uh, at the front of this by the stage, with his hand held up, squinting through his eyes at Mima as though he's holding her in the palm of his hand. Great fucking shot. Yes, yes. You really get to see in that almost all you need to know about this character. <laughs> Uh, but we're going to learn a little bit more about him as somebody in the back of the crowd decides they're not <laughs> enjoying the performance very much. And so their movie yeah, see, is... That's why I don't think this is a big concert. I think this is like what Ren said. This is like some kind of like, uh, festival. And okay. that's why... Why else would people go there to throw shit? Well, they had the Power Rangers as their opener, Tim. That's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, but they get the Power Rangers, then you get three uh, hot ch singers coming out dressed up like French maids. That's, yeah, their outfits are something, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, those teenage boys in the back were really, really disappointed that they were more, 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 more Power Rangers. Yeah. Well, maybe, because one of them hucks a freaking can at him. <laughs> I'm like, that's That's rude. why there's only plastic bottles and plastic cups in, in concerts now. That's true. We get the red solo cups now. We don't no more glass bottles because of that guy. Well, creepy guy, he uh he doesn't cotton to that sort of behavior toward his favorite band. He uh he shambles his way to the back of the crowd and finds the guy that hucked that can and just brutally starts just beating the shit out of this man. And it's pretty rough. It's I mean, we're already like well, he's getting a little bit of the old ultra-violence here. Uh, <laughs> bunch of gut no, He doesn't shots. like classical music. He likes J-pop. Well, you know. <laughs> You're a little bit country. He's a little bit rock and roll. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And so uh, the, yeah, he's beating the shit out of this guy. Finally, Mima asks people, like, hey, I was going to announce something here. Can you guys pay oh, attention? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's stepping on his toes. Yeah. Creepy guy's upstaging the band. I mean, come well, on. Well, no, wait, hold on a second. Let's think about this now in retrospect. He did postpone that bit of bad news for at least another five minutes, right? Mm, true, true. True. Uh, and also these, so the guys in the back were, were talking about how they had kind of heard rumors about what the announcement was going to be anyway, right? Mm, and maybe he already knew what the announcement was going to be? Mm, maybe. Maybe that's what put him in such a bad mood. So yeah, Mimas is like, look, man, this this is my show. I'm the one on stage. You guys need to calm down for a minute. But then she can't bring herself to say it. So finally, one of her bandmates just grabs the mic and says, uh, yeah, hey, we're just uh, here to announce that uh, Mima, she, she's graduated from Sham. And uh, she's going to go on to do uh, the next big thing. And congratulations for her. Mm -hmm. Now let's uh, show the best of luck. Now get the yeah. fuck off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna do your song about metamorphosis and see ya. And there's an interesting part here when they show the crowd. The crowd doesn't have any faces. No, oh. no, that's true. And this is uh, when we cut back to Mima's home, house, apartment. And I love it's such a like. There's so many really small things that they do with this that that they do so well. Her room. In, in this uh, movie, it looks so intentional and so lived in, you know? Mm -hmm. It looks real, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
it's so many times you see like a TV show or a movie and you're like, wow, I wish my house looked like that because there's literally nothing out of place. But it's like, that's just not real. No, nowhere looks like that. No. Unless you're like uh, keeping up with the Kardashians or on some reality show where there's production assistants going through the place eight hours before the lights even turn on. Or if you yeah. live in a museum. Yeah, like Mima's place just looks like, you know, a normal apartment. Like, it's not all that, like, glossy looking, you know? Yeah. Well, it's... again, this is, she's in Japan. She doesn't have a lot of money. And that's the kind of rooms that people live in. Live in. Yeah. Really mm -hmm. tiny, like, almost like fucking, like, closets. Plus, I'm sure with all the work that she's doing with the band, well, up until that point, she's probably never at home anyway. So it doesn't make a difference, really, where she's living. Uh, true. Yeah, but I mean, it's not as though it's like messy. It's just kind of cluttery. No, you know, it's just things. well lived in. Yeah. It looks like a. It, if this wasn't a fucking uh, animated movie, I'd look at that and it goes, "That looks like somebody's real fucking room that they just yeah. fucking set a camera up in." Like it looks way better than my apartment, of course. <laughs> but but that's because we've got cans on every table. <laughs> Cats and... just running all over the place, rubbing up on the microphones. And yeah. that design for the house, or for her room that she stays in, is going to come back a little later on in the movie uh, for a pretty good scare that we get. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, she grabs all of her uh, pop idol stuff. She uh, bundles it up. She takes her poster off the wall and rolls it up, stuffs it away, and grabs a stack of fan letters and starts reading her fan letters. and. You know, just uh, not 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 a crazy amount of fan mail. Maybe like five, six letters. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they seem kind of benign at first. And then she gets to one that says, uh, "Hey, you know, uh, I really like looking into your room, and uh, I put a link to it." <laughs> and she's like, "What, what year did this come out in?" Ninety-seven. Yeah, ninety-seven. Because. She, like, has no idea about the internet or computers at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. there's, like, a whole scene dedicated to just, like, yeah. her manager showing her what the fucking internet is. Yeah. <laughs> the best way is, we'll get to it, but the best way is, like, idiot, just type in a URL right here. <laughs> and slow down. You gotta slow down. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So, yeah, she's like, wait a minute, is somebody looking into my room? What the hell's going on here? So she's like looking around a little bit and all of a sudden she gets a phone call from her mom. And uh, here's where we start getting the first kind of people that, that she knows and, and people that she cares about in her life, giving her some pushback about who she is and her identity. <coughs> right. Excuse me. So her mom, uh, kindly enough, is just, you know, calls her and uh, just asks her, hey, I heard you're, you're quitting the band. Why are you... Why are you quitting the band? And her answer is, well, because all this pop idol image stuff is, is it's too much for me. My, my image is suffocating me. And she, That's true. She, they have to have a squeaky, squeaky, squeaky clean image. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any little thing that's wrong, and that's it. They're going to be out of the band. Mm -hmm. Almost like trying to live up to an impossible standard. So then all of a sudden she gets another phone call. She's like, oh, hold on, Mom. I, I'm, I'm tired of you guilting me. I'm just going to talk to literally anyone else real quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she switches the line over and it's a hang-up call uh, whatever switches back over to her mom says all right mom well uh 
you know, I'm having a fun time talking to you, but my bath alarm just went off. How great is that thing? Holy shit. (laughs) You know what? I'm with you on this one. I've never heard of a bath alarm before. I'm sold. I never heard of a bidet before, but Japan Asian bathroom. They got that shit going on over there. Holy Christ. Bidet. I couldn't live without a bidet anymore, man. That's... But no, you could just set your tub up and you don't have to worry about it overflowing or too it gets too hot or too cold. Because I bet I guarantee you, not only did that thing have a thing with like how high the level of water was getting with what the temperature was. Oh, oh I want one. <laughs> yeah. I think, Hold we, on. I think if there isn't one, we have to invent one. That, uh, I was literally just trying is. to think about is there any way that I can rig up a microcomputer like a Raspberry Pi to do that with a temperature probe and like <laughs> yeah, just take those hot pot that uh, prong thing out of those instant coffee pots. Oh yeah, and just put that in your bathtub, plug that in, and just put a thermometer in. That's it. Yeah, with a little bobble for the level in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's that works for me. Tim, you're a big bath guy. I, I had you pegged for a no, cold no. shower in the morning. I'm sorry. I, I think the last time I took a bath, I was probably like maybe like eight or nine years old. Wow. I shower, but I just don't take baths. I like baths sometimes, but I don't do them much because uh, our shower's bath is, like, really rough from, like, the paint being mm. shit. <laughs> now, I just have a weird thing where it's, like, if I was going to have to take a bath, I think I'd literally have to clean the tub out. Even though it's just me and my wife, and I know my wife's not dirty or anything like that. I know she's not taking a dump in the fucking tub. Jesus. But just the idea of I'm going to be sitting there in the tub, I'd have to make sure that shit was, like, spick and span clean. Yeah, and that's just you, too much work. I can take a shower it, and in and out in 10 minutes. Because you're just yeah. putting your ass where somebody's feet just were. Hmm. And the thing is, like, when I take baths... I'm trying to figure out the height difference on that one, but yeah, <laughs> that could be a possibility. <laughs> when, when I take baths, like, they... I, I, I always get a shower afterwards because I don't feel clean after it. Like, mm. So, Tim... You might know about this. I got recently, uh, uh, my wife and I both got, there are these, these cloth things. They're, they're like a towel, but they're Korean, I guess. And you use them to scrape um, all the way to the subcutaneous layer of skin off of your body. Oh, shit. So you're doing like a body scrub. Yeah, yeah. We got Ooh, some of those oh, things. Oh, shit. That shit is rough, man. Yeah. It is. Dude, I, I peeled like uh, Eddie 2 off of my body last time I used one. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's like, oh, it's like doing that thing on your fucking nose with that fucking thing that takes like, like all the blackheads uh, off. Dude, you didn't it even looked know like that they were there. Holy crap. The water looked like fucking egg drop soup when I was done. Man, it was crazy. Mm hmm. Yeah. Dead skin. Well, no, no, nobody's ever going to be eating egg drop soup again, but thank you. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's just one more thing we'll put on the list of ways we've traumatized our listeners. You know, Oprah got sued for saying shit about beef. Guess what's going to happen to us now with egg drop soup companies? Well, we lost a Blue Chew as a sponsor. Now we're not going to get sponsored by egg drop soup. (laughs) (laughs) Take Viagra like a real person. Come on. (laughs) Tim, it's the same generic ingredient. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, I don't know. But uh, I think if you show up on a date and uh, if you wouldn't you rather have your date find a Viagra pill in your pocket instead of a pack of blue chews? <laughs> so it's a class thing. <laughs> right? Like, look, not only not only can I not afford the name brand, but I also have to have it like a gummy vitamin. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. I can't swallow pills.
You know, I've uh, I've always like dry swallowed pills because like as a kid I just was like, how the fuck am I supposed to take a pill and then like drink water? <laughs> it is a certain trick that you have to learn as a kid. And I think that when you learn it as a kid from like the first time you take like like maybe like a Flintstones aspirin or whatever, do they still make those? No, those uh, were vitamins. Oh, those are yeah. vitamins. Sorry, yeah. but like a bear aspirin for kids that tasted like orange. Do they yeah. still make that? Yeah, yeah, they make chewable aspirin for kids. Okay, so I think when you learn how to do that as a kid, that sticks with it. Because when my wife takes a pill, holy Christ, it looks like she's gonna break a fucking neck. She tilts mm. her head all the way up. She puts the pill and then she drinks the water and then she tilts her head back even more, like really, like in a real jerking motion. Like you need to give me some fucking whiplash. <laughs> She has to like unhinge her neck so that it folds back. Almost, it's, yeah, it's almost like she's doing like a Godzilla thing, like straight up into the fucking sky with the atomic breath coming out. No, but like for me, since I was like every time that I tried to do it as a kid, I would like put on my tongue and then drink the water, and then the pill would get lost in the water and it would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, instead, what I did was like I just learned how to like shove my fingers all the way back into like my throat and then just oh, drop God. it. That's pretty rough. I I I, t I can take pills uh, dry too, but I don't have to like shove them down my throat. So uh, I, I would say it is a handy thing to have, though, in case you need to take a pill and you just don't have water or something available. Yeah, That's sure. But sure. well, you can always keep enough spit in your mouth until it builds up. Then you take the pill. There you go. There you go. It's always yeah. the practical one, Tim. You know, look wherever you are, you always have spit. Mm-hmm. That's very sound. That's like the Boy Scout, Boy Scouts motto, isn't it? There's always spit. <laughs> always be spitty. <laughs> so she, uh, after her bath, she gets another phone call. But this time it's not a phone call. It's a fax. And I'm just like, wow, remember faxes. Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe that this fucking Luddite has a fax machine. That, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I don't know. Wait, why would she have a fax machine? That's a very good point. She didn't yeah, a lot of it was like, like early into the movie, I was thinking, I wonder what year this came out in. And then the fax machine showed up. <laughs> yeah, but were You're fax like, oh, machines that far ahead or behind computers in people's houses and the internet? We never had a fax machine. I don't know no, why you nobody would. has a fax machine in their house. You have one at your office or where you work. Yeah, it, you, that's just for if you actually need something signed, which like that, no. No, and but it always, and, always was a good trick putting uh, just faxing people black pages. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking up the rank. <laughs> they did that. That was the thing when uh, I think it was anonymous found out the Westboro Baptist Church found out their fax number. They were just faxing them like hundreds of just pages that were just black. <laughs> oh, I, I wish we could still do shit like that. Those motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, those were the days. Thankfully, they're like Does basically anybody have gone. Thought that when one of those cocksuckers die, that everybody should show up at their funerals, funerals with signs? Well, I told you what the Church of Satan did, Tim. They performed a pink mass and posthumously made Fred Phelps gay. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Okay, that's great, yes. Yeah, well, because, that shit. Yeah, because you know how they're always like, oh, yeah, we're going to posthumously baptize this guy, so now he's a Christian or whatever. Oh, you know, Damn. even though I don't believe in that, it just makes me so fucking mad when I hear that shit. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a Satanist, but I think Satanists are super cool. Yeah, I'd rather well, hang out with Satanists any day than a bunch of Christians. 
I, I say as I'm looking at my uh, my flag to Baphomet that I have in my recording room. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she checked this fax mo though, and you know what? She would be better off without the fax machine because this machine just keeps calling her a traitor over and over and over. What a reminds fax me, machine! Oh my god, it reminds me you of Maximum Overdrive. This thing just called me an asshole. <laughs> and 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 the thing is, and the thing is, like it's arranged in like different fonts and sizes. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, like somebody went through like magazines and cut it out like a fucking like a kidnapping note and then faxed it. Well, almost, but it's also like really well designed though. <laughs> so it's like like a like a kidnapping note that was made by a scrapbooker. Did they stay up all night just arranging it together into the prettiest design? <laughs> oh, I'd love to then see they that. Got, then they sent it on fax and they kept getting things. Sorry, your fax cannot go through. There's no paper on the other machine. Oh, damn it. And they have to wait. And then they wait two more days. All right, now we can try it again. Damn it. I spent two days on this. <laughs> they make it. So they designed it on a computer. Okay, I want to get into the logistics of this. So they designed it on a computer, right? They printed it out. Which right? back because... then was like a big, ooh, wow, that's crazy. Having yeah, yeah, because with a, with a fax, you don't just like, you can't fax from a computer. You have to like scan a document into a fax. Back then, you probably can do it now, but. So they had to design well, they just it. They put in like a typewriter, and it just went through, and then that was it. It facts. You didn't have to yeah, necessarily you... scan it. Tim, this thing you couldn't put through a typewriter with those different like boldnesses, and I mean, this thing was a work of art, Tim. Unless you like hand drew it, that's even more. The implications of that are even. Spot... This oh, guy's. You know, a... There you go. Let, let's go with that. That this is a hand drawn in all different fonts. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> and then how many times on the last thing he's like, "Fuck, I didn't even leave enough space to." <laughs> all the way i got done over again there's like a half of the character for maniac at the bottom of it it comes out on the Trait. second page oh shit I'm fucking... <laughs> gotta take Fuck. each one of these fucking fonts down by one tenth of an inch the formatting's off god damn it uh, what a dedicated stalker wow i didn't even think well, i mean that. does he have anything else to do true very sure. true. It was a singular you know what? focus. If I send that letter to somebody, they're going to really know that I love them, that I spent 72 hours oh, God. <laughs> and writing that note over and over again, right? That shows how much I love them, right? Yeah. So another interesting little fun fact about this movie, it came out in 97. 96 is when Ricardo Lopez, Bjork stalker, you remember that whole incident? No, oh, yeah. I did not know that. Okay, so Bjork, musician, right? I I saw her at CBGB's back before she was Bjork, and it was just the sugar cubes. Oh, wow. God damn, Tim, you're old. So, uh... I've heard Bjork. This this guy, Ricardo Lopez, uh, actually went from your neck of the woods, from Florida, was stalking Bjork decided that they were going to, and we'll see in this next scene how prescient it is, send her a package with sulfuric acid in it uh, to hopefully maim her. And the reason being was because he found out that she was dating a uh, person of another race. And uh, the stalker did not like that. So if she dated within her race, it was okay with him? Yes. 
Yeah, that would have been fine. Holy fuck. That's wow. That's okay. And uh, mm-hmm. then uh, after that, he uh, blew his fucking brains out. So didn't work so well for him. Yeah, it never does, right? No. You know, I I recently found out that David Brinkley is mm-hmm. out. Okay. Guess who he's not married to? Uh, I'm not David Brinkley. Um, John Hanks. Why the fuck did I say David Brinkley? Where did you pull that one from? <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Probably because I remember David Brinkley talking about John. Yeah? <laughs> he killed John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so people, uh, guess what? That, uh, that whole stalking thing, it never, never works out. No, usually doesn't end up very well. Yeah. Although, like I said, he did design the facts pretty well. So he should have just gotten a job. Like in uh, making media, making flyers for bands and stuff. He would have actually been oh, really good. Oh, my God. He would have been perfect for that oh, job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because then but... he could have, like, obsessed on one person for, like, maybe 20 minutes before a new flyer came in that he had to do. And then yeah. he could obsess on that person. And they just keep going. So, like, nothing ever really happened. See, that's what's great about capitalism is that you can go ahead and just take whatever like horrible behaviors you have and you can make them profitable <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah look at henry kissinger <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh man so the next day mima is on set and uh has her friend with her who is her uh what what are they of a relation i didn't catch that necessarily are we talking about Rumi? Rumi, yes. Oh, yeah. Rumi's I think her Rumi's manager. like her friend manager, yeah. Right, okay. So, well, part friend of her management manager. team. Right. Yeah. So she's talking to Rumi about the stalker's note and says, hey, uh, there's, look, this is kind of frightening. What's going on? Rumi's like, look, hey, stupid. Um, Link, your room. Have you heard of the internet? She's like, internet? What's that thing? Well, it's a series of tubes. And is that when she says, is that when she says, oh, that's popular. Yeah. I've heard about that. <laughs> that's really popular nowadays. Oh, yeah. All those people are using it now. That's right. <laughs> I heard they got it on computers now. Is that true? Uh, so I love this. She's like, oh, great. And then after that, oh, hold on. There, there's actually the actress in here I'm going to go talk to. So she goes over to meet uh, Eerie, E-R-I. Right, yes, the one who's playing the doctor in the TV drama that she's trying. Yes, to get into. so yeah, the whole thing here is Mima's trying to get into this TV drama. Eerie is this established actress who's got stacks of fan letters, and, and... again, that's how I, at least from watching enough Korean TV, that's how it works. You start off in drama, even if you're a musician, you always end up in a drama at some point. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you make that crossover. And if you don't, you go back to being a musician. And if you do, you become a gigantic, famous drama person. Mm-hmm. It's a whole. It's like it's like nineteen thirties Hollywood system over there. At least in Korea, I can't talk about Japan, but from everything I know about Korean TV and pop and all that stuff, it's really like they have a tight rein on everything that happens. So then they're also owned by the studio. They make no uh, money. Well, they don't call them. Usually, they don't call them managers. They call them sponsors. And oh, it's basically, from what I've heard, it's like if, like, if you want, if you have enough money, you have enough connections, you're going to be able to get your kid who wants to be a singer or a dancer or something like that into it, foot in the door. 
It's very yeah. hard if you're not if you're if you're nobody and you don't have a lot of money or connections. But then what happens is you get picked up by quote unquote a sponsor who they train some of these K-pop singers for four fucking years Jeez. before they even hit the stage one time. And they're constantly interchanging the fucking groups and all that stuff to make shit work. And like you could be working for four and a half fucking years in a group and last minute you're out and somebody else is walking in that was with another group for three and a half years. That's insanity. Uh, no no yeah, thanks. See, this is why podcasting is better. All you need is a microphone. Yeah, that's it. Any, any old asshole can just do it. It's perfect. <laughs> I think we've proven that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Erie gets her stack of fan letters, but one of them is not for her. And it gets scraped off the top. And then that is given to uh, Mima's other manager or no is this yeah it's her manager or yeah agent? i think they're both i, I think, think they're so. basically her team yeah right? their team yeah like i said the yeah. management team they wrote down his name somewhere yeah i caught the doro something um uh, Totofi? oh boy Cut tarakoro something with oh mr tarakoro, tarakoro. yes tarakoro there so mr tarakoro gets the note and uh walks off as Mima goes up to take her one line. She has one line in the drama. And she's really, really, really wants to get this one line down. She's nervous about it. She kind of scans the room. And you just see for a flash that stalker guy in the background. Well, while she's getting ready to, to take her, her scene to uh, deliver her line, her manager opens up the letter. And it explodes. Yep. A literally letter bomb. Yeah. Yeah. With a little piece of paper that falls from it saying, is a warning, the next one will be real. And I'm like, how? Wait a minute. <laughs> it exploded. What do you mean real? Yeah, <laughs> he's hurt, right? He's bleeding. He's bleeding out of his fucking hands. And his neck, it looks like, too. Yeah. He must have got, like, the worst fucking paper cut. Holy shit. Oh, God, imagine if he, like, ripped it open with his teeth. Like, oh, man. Oh, no. oh wow. See? If yeah. he did that, there would be no more Tatakoro. No, it would have been Kakiara at that point from Ichi the Killer. <laughs> uh, so, I yeah, now... Takashi Mike would do that. Yeah. Yes, he would, and it would be in scene. You would see everything on screen. So Rumi and Mima go back to uh, Mima's place. Uh, and I, I love this, that she says, uh, yeah, dude's cool. He said, we're not going to call the cops cause it was a prank and he's not even really hurt. I'm like, I think he was hurt. I also think is like just an insurance thing. Maybe mm. the studio would be calling See, the police here again. I think what this is, is like I said, again, I can't say I, I'm imagining that what's going on in Korea entertainment is probably what's happening in Japan and China. But this, like I said, it's like the 1930s Louis B. Mayer times where, no, you know what? We don't want that shit getting up because that's not going to be good for business. Mm. And they're powerful enough where it's like somebody's got their fucking hands almost blown off, but nobody's going to the cops about it. Mm. Plus, technically, uh, we don't know about it yet, but look who's telling her this. We'll we'll come to that later. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so they're like, all right, hey, uh, by the way, we're going to go ahead and set up your computer and your internet, and then you can see what your room looks like. 
And and it was so funny because like and she just pulls out like this huge Mac computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovingly drawn too. They got that fucking apple down straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like her room is the size of a postage stamp. You're gonna put that computer in there? Thing is it's gonna heat the whole room during the winter. That's fine. Good point, Tim. Fair point. I'll give you that one. <laughs> She doesn't need lights anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and in her small room, it's like she's going to be looking at a 75-inch fucking TV. Oh, no matter where she's standing. Finally, we don't one. need a table anymore. <laughs> that, that was one of the good selling points about uh, VR headsets, is that you can just like watch a movie on whatever size screen you want it to be, you know? <laughs> They used to be sitting in some dinky, but but it's so sad because I see those ads on Twitter where it's like, hey, I'm a college guy that lives in a 400 square foot apartment building and I'm playing golf. How did I do it? By lying to myself with a $300 headset that was made by Facebook. Like, wow, that's a dystopia. Cool. <laughs> Black yeah. Mirror probably did an episode or is going to do an episode about that. Yeah, my wife wrote a screenplay about it. So, uh, she goes to her room, and boy, is it It starts out kind of flattering, and then it gets not flattering. It gets very, very creepy, because it's just basically an account of her day. Well, she got off of the train on her left foot, and that was the start of her day going the wrong way. Well, no, it's oh. written as her. Yeah, yeah, I got that's right. In it's written in excruciating detail. Yes, detailing... You know, first, like, oh, then I sang this song, and then, you know, I missed this note, maybe, or whatever. My choreography might have been a little bit off. Then I went grocery shopping. When I did, wow. I made sure... so wait sure... a second. This cocksucking stalker is still, he's nagging her? Well, yeah, Tim. That's how you get the girl. You've got to drop but a couple of But he's writing as her. That, oh, boy. That, that, that doesn't work. But technically, he's nagging himself. <laughs> <laughs> But then he's like, but I also deserve to get the, the milk with the cow on it, you know? And then he details what happened to her on the set, and she starts freaking out. And he's like, he, he's even down to the fish food that he has, which also what I have written down is when she's looking at this website, did you notice that the little fucking tabs or whatever are the fish that she has? Oh, no, oh, I didn't notice I, that. I didn't notice that. There are so many little details in this movie that are just like, Incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tim is the guy you have on your show if you want to know about the salt and pepper shakers that people are using. <laughs> salt in the and movie. pepper shakers, tabs on nineteen ninety seven MacBooks. And they didn't even know that the fish had names. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Then uh she starts freaking out and she's like, Who who are you? Who the who the fuck is this? And we cut to her finally delivering that same line, Who are you? for her scene on the TV show. So maybe drawing a little inspiration from that. Maybe maybe she's method. Maybe that's what we're led to to learn well, here. Well, maybe I think this, maybe this is like the first blending of what's yes. happening now, uh, yeah. what's happening something later on. Yeah, because that becomes an almost Uzumaki-esque layer to this movie coming up, Tim. Oh, man. So now we see a fashion show. We see a murder scene, and we zoom out of it, and it's a tape that her manager's playing, uh, both of her managers. Mm -hmm. 
And they're debating, Rumi is debating, look, she wants to be a singer, right? So, I mean, are we sure we want to go this direction? She's not really, like, she hasn't really hit yet, you know? I, I don't know. And this is kind of a branching off point for her in her career. So what, what are we going to do? But yeah, the other manager... I think also, is it Rumi or is it the uh, other guy, the manager, who says that in the whole show, she only had th- there were only three shots of her, and she yeah. only had that one line. So it's, yeah, Mr. Tarakoro, he, he points out, yeah, she, she only had one line. And not only that, but we see that her band, Cham, or Sham, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, has broken. Yeah, I think it's Cham. Cham. Yeah. Cham has broken. The band, the... You know, Millie Vanilli, they needed the band name Sham. But nobody <laughs> else needed that. <laughs> oh, man. Very true. So, yeah, because we see that the band has actually broken the top 100. They're doing a lot better now without her. Number 84. Right? (laughs) Number 84. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Man, wouldn't that piss you off? I mean, that's got to make you question yourself, right? Like, I was with them for two years and nothing happened. And as soon as I leave, now shit's going on. So, Tim, correction, actually, three. (laughs) Yeah. So, Tim. Last I checked on iTunes, we were at number 140 in America for the uh, Film and Review podcast. Nice. So that would be Move like if I, world. yeah, so it'd be like if I left for, for a month and then I came back and we're like number 60. And I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> See you later, Tim. Here's the, one of uh, us, wait, which one of us is dragging <laughs> the other one down, Eddie? What's going on? No, I'm saying if I left and then it went up to 60. Tim. Ah, no, no. Who's going to do the editing? Otherwise, if I was all by myself, I'd be doing like a 17-hour fucking podcast like Dan Carlin. That's a very good point, Tim. But Dan Carlin, Dan, Dan Carlin, Dan Carlin's talking about history, so. That's true. You don't want to hear me talk about history. No, no, no. We can talk about Perfect Blue. So, yeah, now we, uh. We've cut to some of those fans that were at the back of the concert in a video store, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that that drama that she's in, it's not very good." Yeah, you know? yeah. I like the Greek chorus, right? I, I wrote down a uh, I wrote down a note of a line that I thought was really funny. Please it do. sucks, like all psycho throwers mean Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. And so they're like, "Yeah, it's." Uh, well, there is a formula for that kind of show, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they say, you know what? Somebody should save her. And in the background, whose ears perk up, Tim? Hmm, but her the buddy, stalker? the stalker. And he gives a little smile. So now we cut to Mima on the train. She's trying to get off of it and immediately remembers that journal entry about which foot she started off with, flashes to that blog, and panics. So then she just runs up the stairs and we see some of her new fans who call her out and they're like, Hey, you're uh, the broad, the, the, who are you from the one line? Uh, do the, who are you line? Cause that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, say, who are you? <laughs> hey, hey, say, say the line, Bert. <laughs> say the line. Come on, come on, do it. And she just runs by him and they're like, well, she's really rude. I can't believe it. You know what? Now that she's a big famous actor, fuck her. 
do. Well, yeah, because this is the second time that we see that there's like this paparazzi staked outside of a fucking house, right? When she was a singer, they were there. And now when Mm -hmm. she's an actress, they're there also, right? Yeah. Or am I mistaken? Yeah. 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 And Rin, what was the the line that they said? Um, Something like, uh, do all actresses get all moody like this? Get all moody. She's running in fear, and you're trying to interrupt her, and you're like, oh, she's real moody. What a pill. Good. No problem. Yes. Oh, God. So, yeah, she uh, runs up the stairs, runs past the fans, gets to her elevator, and there's a little newspaper clipping. It uh, says, this guy here is uh, he's wanted for being creepy, and he also did a hit and run on a person. And then she looks at the thing and it's like, ah, shit, that's that one creepy guy that I thought I saw for a minute when I was acting. And then she looks and she sees him in an alleyway across from the elevator going up to her uh, apartment. So now we cut to a little montage of, uh, you know, Sham charted, like we said. Or, yeah, Cam charted. Who, I don't know who charted. Somebody charted. <laughs> Cham charted, and uh, she got more lines in her next uh, gig. Now she's up to, like, what, three or four? Yeah. So she leaves the agency, and a dude walks up to her and says, Hey, baby, why don't you, you know, why don't you come be a model and cut? Nope. That was just a scene that was being taped. See, we're getting back to that whole blending of reality all of a sudden. But we also see that she's being taped by her stalker, who's hanging out. I guess they just let this guy, like, maybe he's with craft services or something. Well, not only, but let he him. has a small fucking little handy cam, doesn't he? Yeah. For 1997. You think, you think they'd let, wait, wait. a studio would let you do that? Oh, what, record while they're doing a drama? Yeah, sure, yeah. why not? Maybe what he's designing the posters. Yeah, you know what? Oh, oh my God. shit. <laughs> he's doing the press releases and shit. This guy would be yes. really good for it. That's yeah. how he's getting on the set. And that's who's able to take videos and pictures because I'm going to need to do a, a design about this, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense. And that's why he thinks he's uh, her and writing a blog about her. <laughs> so, no. Uh, then we cut to the, uh, the writer talking about her character. And he's like, all right, crazy idea about her character. Okay, hear me out. We're going to have her go to a strip show and get raped. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Tim, did you pick this movie? <laughs> no, no. It's like, we can't get away from this shit. What the fuck? It's a horrific thing that happens. I understand that. It is such a crutch, though, that, that, that it, Hollywood It's horror, so easy. That's, it's such yeah. an easy motivational thing where somebody mm-hmm. gets raped, and that's why either they have to get revenge or somebody has to get revenge for them. I was talking with some friends the other day about rape and revenge movies and how they just don't make any fucking sense anymore because they were like so associated with like the seventies and eighties and feminist culture from that time. And like doing shit like uh promising young woman now just doesn't make sense. I think you need to kill people's dog now. I think you need to John Wick it. I think that's <laughs> a better because uh, there's no easier indicator that somebody's evil than them killing a dog, right? Like, you'd see that and immediately, boom. I mean, uh, it's a trope. True. I don't know. What else could you do to people besides that? And I guess, I guess you could, like, hack into know, their like, social take media. Take all their life savings. Take all their life savings, yeah. Tim, <laughs> Something that's a, like that, you know? That's a good one, yeah. Um, get, get, them, uh, get them fired. Dress up like them, go to their work, Your and then smack their boss. Your fence is six inches on my side of the property line. 
Yeah. Oh, there we go. Just slowly <laughs> gaslight them by moving moving their fence further and further closer to their I house. I guarantee you there's plenty of neighbors who know exactly down to the fucking millimeter where that fence is supposed to be. Yeah. I'll bet my neighbor does. My neighbor sweeps their uh, their front yard where their tree has leaves that fall down into it, and they sweep it into our yard. Really? You should get yep. a fucking leaf blower. <laughs> That's a, yeah, a big gas-powered, like, loud, oh my, just abrasive. Just have it set up with a sensor that as soon as it, like there's any motion where leaves are getting pushed on you, thing, just have it turn on automatically and just blow that shit right back in the guy's face. Yeah. Oh, Tim, you'd love it too. Cause I just, uh, I went to the store today. I went to Walmart and they had their, they have their 4th of July tank tops out. It's the, that season when I get most of my wardrobe, Ooh. they have this, it's this great one. It's two crossed American flags, like a Jolly Roger bones. Right. And in front of it, it just says beer, barbecue and freedom. Because you know, nothing so respects good. the flag more than getting barbecue <laughs> and ketchup and wiping Beer. your fingers and spilling your fucking cores light all over it. Sorry, Michelob or Budweiser. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing proves that you're you know a good and respectable person more than getting drunk and eating a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowly uh, killing myself for America. Tim, would Watching you the proud game of football. Yeah. Tim, would you believe that shirt was only $3.96? Uh, yeah, because you know why? Because it was made in China? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the button on the irony fucking thing, man. Made in China. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, I got that. I'll have to take a, I'll, I'll take a picture, put it on Instagram. Well, no, so. here's what you can do with your next door neighbor. Is uh, I read this in one of my favorite books of all time, Rant an oral mm. biography by Chuck Palahniuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, just get some eggs and let them go rotten. Oh. And then just every once in a while, just like toss them on his lawn. So when he's either mowing his lawn and when he's brushing and sweeping all those leaves over to your side, he's going to break those eggs. Oh, that's mean. That's part. Hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna it works. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna I be, have all uh, these little tidbits of like fucked up Tim, things to do. Tim, remind me to stay on your good side, man. Well, how about this? Here's my favorite thing. I think I, when I when I read this, it really made me piss my pants because this is like how you can stop like a whole fucking army. Uh, if there's ever like an army uprising and they're using or like the cops are out there trying to break down riots, let's just say for mm-hmm. uh, hypothetical reasons. Okay. Uh, if you put a bunch of plates on the street. It stops any police car or APC coming down that street until they find out whether or not it's a plate or if it's a mine. Oh, God, that's a great idea. <laughs> Holy shit. Tim. <laughs> so I'm just going to clear out the flatware department, buddy. That's a great that's, move. That's all you got to do. That's how, Guaranteed <laughs> that's going to stop. I don't care how many fucking APCs that your local police department has, which there's no reason for a local police department to have an APC. <laughs> But when they feel the need to break it out when people are lawfully protesting, a couple of plates on the street is going to stop that shit. One, two, three. Play bits, Rin- teaching us how to fuck with police. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I was just going to ask, Rin, if you had any suggestions for terrorism, but I, I, I think we'll go ahead and move on. Tim, thank you, buddy. It's Tim's Terrorist Minute. We're, that's we're not my Terrorist go. Minute. That's, you know, that's, that's my anti-fascist minute. That's what okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Tim's Uprising Minute. There we, we need go. a corner for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, then um, 
yeah, I guess we're just going to get her raped in a strip show. Uh, so her personality changes, and that's part of the story, right? Well, see, here's yeah. well, here's a kind of a crazy thing because doesn't that kind of track when you think of think of how many American TV actresses, right? Mm-hmm. Who when they tried to break into movies, what was one of the things that they would do? Go nude or do sex scenes, right? Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not Elizabeth Berkeley from Saved by the Bell anymore. Now, I'm yeah. doing this with Kyle McLaughlin in a pool. Yeah. And to be fair, what, her agent uh, is like, all right, this is, this is a good idea, but Rumi, uh, she's like, no, nah, I don't, I don't really like this idea. Mima chimes in, says, yeah, that's cool. I want to be an actress. Uh, so no, that's good. She's like, oh, look, I signed up to do this. This is, this is when I'm going to have to be an actress. This is what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Mr. Tarakoro says, yeah, it worked perfectly for Jody. What's-her-face, right? Oh, my God. What a flashback this brought me to, right? This is... (laughs) Yeah, Tim, we have... They made the accused reference, not me. (sighs) I will never, ever forget taking a date to see the accused (laughs) on opening night for a special screening, a sneak preview, without knowing what it was. Again, here we go. My friend Mario's girlfriend... Gave us the tickets and said, oh, all I know, it's a Jodie Foster crime drama. It's a courtroom yeah. movie. So That's I'm like, true. Oh, wow, Jodie Foster courtroom movie? That can't be bad. Yeah, first date. Get the popcorn, line first it up. First and last date, yes. Lean, lean right over to the lady and then say, uh, you know what, uh, special lady friend? You should watch this movie. This is really, this is really what, I, what it, being with me, that's what this is all about. No, I, I mean, at that point, it was like, I, I, I'm not even going to tell her that, you know, somebody gave me the tickets, and that's why I didn't know what it was, because it's just, yeah. it's done. No matter yeah. what, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> it was your very own taxi driver moment, Tim. <laughs> yeah, you know, holy fucking shit. I wish he would have gotten up and walked out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now she agrees to it, and back on the subway, she's standing by the door. And we have one of our first visual disturbances. Mm-hmm. Because you can see her reflection in the glass, and her reflection changes to this pop idol version of herself. And it tells her, No, I'm not going to do that fucking scene. I refuse. Ugh. It's gross. But the. The the color palette that is used for the reflection and the stylization of the reflection it, are starkly different uh, to to the way that she's animated. So we're we're starting to get this uh, kind of warping of reality effect in a couple of different layers, right? Yeah, isn't she like straight up glowing? At this point, slightly. Yeah, she she gets even more cool. And uh, glowy here in a little bit. So, Tim, now we're at your favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. We're, we're on set. And this is my karma for picking the entity, right? It's going to keep coming back to haunt me over and over. <laughs> the entity will continue to haunt you, Tim. No, Tim. And to be fair, while they are filming a rape scene, it is simulated, of course, because it's, they're making a show. Uh, and I, I do love, like, it, it's pretty over the top. And again, we see that the color palette here has shifted, right? It's not so desaturated and grainy anymore. Now we've got very high contrast going on. 
And I do love that they, they take the scene and we're starting to get the more titillating kind of nudity uh, that, that you all signed up for when you, when you bought this DVD. <laughs> and right at their culmination of it, the director yells, cut. And the guy we that's... We have to move the cameras. Yeah, we got to move the cameras. So just hold right where you are. And I love that the actor that's on top of her is like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like, I, I almost like started laughing because like they just randomly like cut and then everything's just completely normal. And yeah. Then, okay, action. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what it, I think what it, it, it's trying to be like as quote unquote as professional as can be done. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure yeah. that we're, I mean, if you're an actor or an actress, you're doing anything in a movie, this has got to be like the worst fucking thing that you're going to have to film. Yeah. And like, how do you approach this whole fucking thing? And uh, it, I mean, I would imagine if I'm that actor, I would be just continuously telling her, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because just because guess what? He's standing there in between the fucking legs while they're moving the cameras around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rough, especially with the crowd cheering him on. That that doesn't help it. Yeah, see, that's the one thing, because, it, I mean, I, I've never been on a movie set where that's been uh, filmed or anything like that, but I would imagine that would be a but in your personal set, life, and though, then you Jan. cut, you insert the crowd into watching it and everything like that. Yeah, like a Requiem Maybe for a Dream. Like, could be, yeah. They're just there getting their again, daily scale. But then again, it's animated, scale. so... Yeah, that's that's very true, Tim. I guess they were just all drawn. <laughs> Wait a second, for, for, I forgot for a second. Was that animated? <laughs> I think it's because you uh, were drawn into the world of the of the film, Tim. So uh, hats off to the to the filmmaker. Very well done. So yeah, then they cut it back into it. All right, action, and then it starts getting a little bit rougher. It's like, all right, cut, cut. All right, now the thing you just did with the, the whole throwing the leg up and then putting your leg there and then the ripping the clothes stuff, do that kind of thing again, but do it like faster. All right, and action. So then they do the whole thing even more brutally. Meanwhile, uh, Rumi and her uh, other manager guy, whose name I will continue to forget, so we'll call him Manager Guy, Mr. Uh, T. Mr. T. Rumi T. and Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> Rumi and Mr. T are watching. Wow, from... that was a great. That should have been a fucking cartoon, right? With Mr. T and Rumi, but it's like actually like his roommate. T and Rumi, yeah, but that'd be very ex, good. It's a, it's a <laughs> middle-aged Japanese woman who mm-hmm. used to be a pop star, who's now a manager, and yes. she's stuck with living with Mr. T because a judge told them to. Yeah. So they're watching the uh, watch the video that. feed of this uh, event being. Uh, uh, filmed and Rumi looks over at Mr. T and she says for once I'm the one that pities this fool uh, and she starts crying <laughs> I couldn't help it <laughs> as soon as I said Mr. T alright we should have been expecting that right off the bat yeah. and so she starts crying and she's like I'm fucking out of here I'm not signed up for this shit I gotta go peace well no she is bawling, right? Yeah. Those fucking tears. It looks like she's dropping fucking eighteen carat diamond stones from her eyes. Yeah. yeah. She is not having a good time with it. You know what? I might say she's having a worse time uh, than Mima is having. Oh, Although definitely. Mima, Mima well, does kind of zone out, though. Yes, she zones out. She's she's looking up around and she like focuses in on a disco ball, right? Yep. 
Yeah. I guess she might be bored. She's like, I don't know. I can look at these guys or whatever, but we'll look at the disco ball for a minute. I got a disco. Ah. Yeah. Ah, no. Stop. No, and slap at him a little bit. That's about all you got to do. Well, they can fix an ADR. Yeah, true. True. After yeah. the rape. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. And then the English dub of it's got to be even more difficult, right? Because you're not even in the room when it's, it's happening. It's very inappropriate, but it was kind of funny for like off the yeah. top of my head, right? All right. So I think that might be our last rape joke for the podcast today. Can this be our uh, we'll... last rape scene for at least like a month or so? Jesus <laughs> it's not up to me, Tim. That's up to our guests. It's okay, though. It's it's tastefully done because it's simulated. It's not real, okay? And it's so animation, it's, right? And so, it's a cartoon, yeah, well, right? This one's animated. That's yes. right. Yes. That, yes. Oh, that's, you know, thank you. That's going to be the takeaway that I have from this. This was animated, yeah. so some guy had to draw this painstakingly I mean, scene by cell, by cell, by cell, by cell. Yeah, that's that makes it less bad than the entity where there weren't even people there. It was just her miming the whole thing. That's a good point, Tim. So... <laughs> So I forgot uh, to look on the end of that credit so she had a mime coach. Oh, maybe. Maybe. It was like a Marcel Marcel. Like the type. girl from uh, Deadly Friend who had a mime coach. Oh god, that fucking movie. Oh my god. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna cover that one. But I do love this though. That that uh, we cut to it's after the scene and her manager's taking her out to dinner. So so he's like, Hey, good work, Toots. Where do you wanna go? You wanna go get like a steak or like a No, she just wants to go home. She goes home to feed her fish, and her little fishy friends are dead. Oh. Well, it's been too busy with her jet-setting and high-flying lifestyle as an actor to take care of her fish. Is that what it was? I think so. I think that's what they were getting at. Rin, well, like, am at I first, the wrong one here? At first, I was thinking, did someone kill her fish? That's like, just... what I thought, too, Rin, because... As far as I know, when push comes to shove, they'll fucking eat each other, right? There'll be one fat fi dead fish left and nothing else. Yeah, so, like, I was thinking someone must, like, scoop them up out of there and then, like, I don't know, just let them suffocate. I don't know how else you would kill a fish. Stab it. Stab you throw it. a hairdryer in that shit. <laughs> throw a hair tam. That's over the top. No, I think what they did was they did like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they just plucked them out individually and hit them with a hammer in the back of the head and then put them back in there. A little tiny hammer? Like a but little jeweler's hammer? Yeah. That but makes, uh, makes watches? <laughs> what's their dead, though? Why would you put them back in the tank? Well, because it's like uh, uh, Godfather. You're sending a message. The fish oh, sleeps wait, with the he fishes. He sleeps with see? the fishes. They all sleep with the fishes tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's better than her waking up with all those little fish heads in a bed, right? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, she can make yeah. a fine stew, but... She's going to bed, and there's a bunch of fish. <laughs> yeah. Can you eat those little tiny fish? Tim, I'm sure you could. I don't know why you'd want to, but I'm sure you could. Those were uh, neon tetras, too, those fish. I, I remember them very well because I remember me and my friend Peter, we used to go into uh, Petland when they sold fish and we used to throw uh, candy in the fish tank and they would eat like crazy. Uh, so why I mean, were you they would eat like candy. Fish? Why were you feeding the fish candy? Because we were stupid kids. And, oh, know, okay. That's what we were doing. Fish food kind of looks like candy. But it does. It's very colorful. That's true. Mm -hmm. I don't think the fish cares if it's colorful too. That's just for you. Huh. Oh, yeah, because otherwise your dog and cat food would smell like fucking dead animals. That's true. Yeah, uh, they don't want it to smell like a, a chicken noodle soup. They want to eat rotten shit. 
Yeah, nobody's going to buy mouse in a can for their cat. No. You buy that for a snake, though. You get the frozen mice and rats for the snake. In a can? Oh, it's just got to be alive for a snake. No, they'll eat it dead. They'll eat Those a frozen one. snakes are snooty. No, they'll eat it dead, dude. They'll eat a frozen one. You just got to make it move around a little bit. Just like pop puppet. it in the microwave. <laughs> See, yeah, but that's how you get your hand bit. I saw some fucking documentary with some fucking guy who had like 800 fucking snakes in his house. And he got bit like 17 fucking times. And each one of them was because he was taking a frozen fucking animal and it's like putting it in front of the thing. And guess what the snake did? It bit where it was warm instead of where it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> My wife had a snake that was blind and, and she was trying to feed it and it bit her. So. How do you know I mean... a snake is blind? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to ask her that. That's a very good question. I think, I think that snake was faking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, man, I just told her. Like, I, can't, I couldn't see you. I'm sorry. The fucking Nazi snake. Yeah. <laughs> just pop a mouse in the microwave and it like comes out, but it's like, you know, it's cold in the middle of like a hot pocket. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got to sous vide it and shove some jumping beans in it or something. Oh, that shit's way too fucking hot and the fucking snake bites and it's like sticking its tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm cold blooded. This is too much. I, the audacity. Uh, so, yeah. She's not too happy about her dead fish, so she freaks out and wrecks the place. What? Well, yeah, she not... really is attached to those fish. Yeah, well, I think that what happened was that she was already on edge, and that just pushed her off of it into a breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, because she also can't find a fucking hairdryer for some reason. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> My fucking fish are all dead. The hairdryer is stuck in the fish tank. I don't know why. <laughs> There's a bunch of tiny little hammers lined up next to it. It's fucking crazy. And then she flops down in the bed and says, you know what? I actually didn't want to do that goddamn scene. But I didn't want to cause all this trouble to everybody else, so damn it. See, and again, here we go, because uh, I know we're all fans of the uh, the grind band, so have we all heard the the Kimite uh, Forbidden Secrets episode with Charles Bronson? Mm, I don't think I've heard that one yet, but go on. Same. Okay. Uh, that is another thing in Asian culture where women will put up with a ton of shit instead of speaking up because, quote unquote, they don't want to be embarrassed. Hmm. Well, that's what she did. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. She didn't yeah. want to do it, but she felt like she had to do it because there were going to be people who were going to be mad and upset at her if she didn't do it. Yeah. And just then, at her lowest moment, who pops up in her fucking mirror? The other version of her. The pop star Mima. Mocking yeah, her. Yeah, the pop star version of her. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, I told you so. I told you you didn't want to do this, stupid. And then Mima grabs her pillow and throws it at the mirror. Pop star Mima disappears after laughing and, you know, kind of flipping her off or whatever else. And then we see that there's a couple of fish that lived in the tank. Yeah, what's up with that? You missed a couple. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We're going to need <laughs> a bigger hair dryer. little tiny gun ran out of bullets? <laughs> <laughs> they they uh, played dead. I don't know. It's... Oh, shit. Oh, man. They evolved. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's probably some symbolism that I'm too stupid to figure out. It's probably that. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to her stalker. And boy, howdy. This this scene with the doctor, I'm not liking it, man, because he's typing up an email from her. 
about doing the scene and the director being a pervert. And while he's typing it up, he's voicing the scene. He's voicing the email. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit that was a little oh, bit confusing there yeah. for a second, right? It was gross. It was scary, is what it was. <laughs> this dude's like, oh hi, yeah, I totally didn't want to do this scene with it. I'm like, dude, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it wasn't her voice. <laughs> it was her voice, but it was him doing it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, like you can see on screen he's like mouthing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're watching him mouth it. It's oh my god, it's disturbing. And I'm like, yeah, you can just you can quit you can quit doing that. So then we cut to her at an interview, right? The ratings went up and her fans are laughing about, oh yeah, ha ha. Rape you scenes know. always brings them in. Yep, yep. That's the it's, crowd pleaser. It is for this podcast. <laughs> It's sweeps week, so uh, we're going to have to have a rape scene. Sorry about that. Yeah, you know what, Eddie? You're right. Yeah, that's true. Holy shit. Yep, yep. So we got to... Uh, they never did that with Rooney, though, with 60 Minutes, did they? Do they still have sweeps weeks? No. I don't yeah, even think they... Done, right? I don't even think they have pilot season anymore. I think it's just kind of like whenever, because everything's digital distribution, really. You know? So, so yeah, the fans are all like, hey, you know... Uh, it's pretty funny, you know. I I got to see uh some of her toddies and uh, she was getting raped and it was pretty cool. Boy, I I bet uh, all of her old fans are probably crying about that, right? It's like, well, no, maybe they're just uh emailing themselves about it. <laughs> maybe it's worse. Yeah, cuz than... there's no Twitter or Facebook in 1997, right? No. So that's the other thing that's interesting about this is because like what we're messing with here, what we're touching on is if your persona if your um avatar for who you are as a celebrity uh runs away from who you are as a person and also the the fact that the public believes that maybe they have some license to it right they have some sort of like of you course owe that's them. why they're fans that's why they're yeah. fans comes from, from fucking fa fanatics right right but like you said this is before social media so even like i don't know we we have a a a listener base of sorts. Now everybody's got a little tiny fan pool on the internet of people that follow them and 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 the like. And so Warhol was right. He said that for, everybody was going to have fifteen different podcasts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just crazy how much more prescient it is now, right? Like people are, I don't even know, maybe even leaning further into just becoming that avatar you know where you've got like the fucking the paul brother idiots going out and boxing like morons <gasps> yeah mike tyson where are you when we need you <laughs> oh yeah tyson would have hurt that kid that would have been great although i i did i did like the move of him wearing the charizard necklace that was pretty funny <laughs> did you watch the fight was, no I'll, I'll, I'll be fucking damned if i'll give those cocksuckers my money no i'm not giving them a penny are you kidding but it was just, it's funny, wearing a Charizard foil that's worth $30,000 on a necklace. <laughs> so stupid. That necklace made out of Bitcoins. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you just have a USB thumb drive on your necklace. <laughs> that's right. Guess what, motherfucker? This is a $10 billion USB. Can't prove it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't track it. So yeah, Mima checks her blog. 
and she looks at her latest entry into her journal and it's just her talking about how much she hates it she's like yeah i do kind of hate it but then it just helped me help me help me help me over and over and over again and then her pop idol self uh pops up on the screen and i'm like man it's 97 we already have auto playing video pop-ups this is fucking annoying god damn and it tells her yeah you know what your real self wants to be a pop idol not not what you're becoming you're just becoming a tarnished woman i'm like ooh, that hurts that stings uh i think it says tarnished filthy woman right? yep oh, yeah, yep because then she pops out of the computer and i mean you need some like malware bites or something to prevent that <laughs> shit from going on man because fuck that what do you and mean fuck that me. if i'm sitting at home and i'm sitting on my computer and all of a sudden a hot asian fucking pop idol jumps out of my computer <laughs> dressed like that i'm like weird science thank you tim yeah, this one same <laughs> tim this murderous one no thanks I'm Sorry. with Tim here. So you I, don't know that yet, right? I've got to give her a chance. That's true. Besides, that's a, I think that's a different Mima than the Mima that we're going to see later. I, I distinguished yeah. in my notes between them. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. The, the, the final Mima that we see is definitely quite different. Uh, so it, yeah, it pops out of the computer, tells her, it's cool, you can be the dirty, filthy woman. You be the shadow, I'll be the light. And then she prances out of the window and floats away. I'm like, wow, that's okay. And now she we're getting out the window and then she's fucking hopping from light post to light post, right? <laughs> yeah. And then she just very... disappears into like nowhere, like there's a portal or something. Yeah. Just like boop. Yeah, that's where it gets crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that was very fanciful. That's cool. So then we cut to the rider. The rider parks his car in the garage, finds a slip of paper that says double bind. Okay, well that's you know the the drama the, the TV show making yes, the yeah. drama. Yeah, that it seems and, like he's writing it from week to week. These episodes. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, he Maybe. had a conversation at one point in the movie talking about like, have you figured out what you want to do for the ending? Nope. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, is this fucking lost? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we can't, we can't, you know, expect them all to have the same kind of value as, like, The Wire, you know, where, where they put some thought behind it. Uh, I don't know. That, uh, I love The Wire, but that last season with the homeless and the serial killer was yeah. a little... It was definitely, it was the weakest episode, uh, weakest, weakest, weakest season, season of them all. Yeah, agreed. But agreed. still great. I'll take it. I'll watch that fucking 20 more times before yep. I'm dead. Great show. That's how I'm going to live forever. I'm only going to watch it 19 times. There you go. <laughs> so uh, he goes over to the elevator because he hears some of Mima's music playing in the garage. And as he goes to the elevator, he hits the button, it opens up, and there's a CD player sitting on the floor of the elevator. And Not the a last box, right? Yeah, a little, uh, little uh, kind of surprisingly stubby little fat boombox sitting there. I think back then when the CD player boomboxes came out, they became shorter and a little bit more stocky. Yeah. Did this one have anti-skip? Because I imagine it moving down the elevator would have made it start oh, skipping. Wow. Yeah, see, I remember my friend Spiro uh, impressing his girlfriend by buying like an $800 fucking thing that had the thing with the CD player with anti-skip and the speakers that could detach. Mm -hmm. So when you finish walking down the street with it, you could set speakers up. Yeah. 
you could move the speakers six inches in either direction from the bass because that makes yeah, a big unfortunately, difference. Unfortunately, she wasn't the kind of chick that appreciated a boombox to walk down the street that weighed 45 pounds. <laughs> also, yeah, really? um, I liked the uh, attention and the detail on the audio for that because, like, the the song playing on the CD player boombox or whatever is, like, it's really loud, like, in in the movie audio, too. Like, it's, like, clipping. Yeah, it sounds like it's, uh, it's coming in really hot when, it's, when we get to the elevator and open the door, yeah. right? Yeah, the, yeah, the acoustics of it are really, really bad in the elevator. And I, the other note I have on the sound design that they use here, I love, is that the last line that's played on it is referencing love making you go blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the song seems to fit the music. Mm-hmm. And then the Fuck doors... You, Zack Snyder. The doors close. They open again. And there's the writer in the elevator with his eyes missing. We don't know what happened to them. Maybe we'll find them later. Uh, but he's dead, so that didn't work out for him. I would hope so, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not a good way to go, man. Yeah. And that's the last song you have to hear. Wow. That's, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's probably pretty high up there on the list of, like, the worst ways to die is getting your eyes fucking gouged out in an elevator. Well, you that's know. why whenever you drive, you have to make sure you have, like, really good music on, right? Because just in case if you get into an accident and, like, do you really want to die to, like, Bananarama? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to die to Tarzan, boy. I can just fucking imagine it. <laughs> I'm going to be listening to, like, a podcast and then, like, oop, just crash. And then, like, when, when the cops find me, it, like, it's oh. Grindbin talking about, like, a rape scene. <laughs> Yeah. No, Ren, what's even better is they, they were listening to a podcast talking about how you don't want to be listening to certain things right before you get into a car accident. Yeah, Watch it's out! this. <laughs> Pay attention to the road. Quit trying to I skip ahead nice 20 seconds. so distracting. I had to go to reach to turn it off. Yeah, I got in an accident listening to fucking Tim Yobo telling me about how I was going to die. <laughs> oh, man. They'll all be my slaves in the afterlife, so it's okay. This episode is going to be cursed. I hope so. Oh, I want wait, so this is like the ring episode? Yeah, no, this isn't the ring episode, Tim. This is perfect blue. We haven't covered the ring yet. <laughs> okay, we'll, well, we'll get to it eventually, I'm sure. So uh, the next day, uh, her fans are at the uh, show for her old band. And they're talking about the dude that got killed, the writer. And I love one of the fans is all like, Hey, didn't you say, you know, uh, you were not so happy with what the writer did? And he's like, yeah, I, totally. I, I was the one that went out and killed the fucking writer, you know? Well, yeah, they're joking around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking around. And one of them says, hey, did you read her blog, by the way? It said she was going to be performing here today. That's fucking weird. But she isn't. She's in a cab. And she's talking about what happened. And as they're driving down the road, she sees another car drive alongside her. And in the other car, it's, uh, well, it's, it's, it's her. It's the pop, pop idol yes. version of her. And she just kind of gives her a real quick, huh, serves you right, and then drives by. Whoom. Like, God damn it. Bitch. <laughs> exactly, bitch. What the? You gotta kick me when I'm down. You know what? I'm gonna move someplace where there are no reflective surfaces. Fuck this. <laughs> this sucks. 
So now we cut to her agency, and her agents or, or her uh, managers are talking about the photo shoot that she's getting set up for. And we find out that this uh, photographer, well, he's got a uh, specialty, Tim. He's kind of a guy right after your own. Uh, yeah, he's got a reputation, right? <laughs> little reputation. He specializes in getting women to take nude photos. So we then cut to her photo session, and it starts Which off. Which I have a problem with. Okay, please. Uh, why isn't it pixelated? Damn. I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> well, I think that they just barely avoid having to pixelate it. No, I, as far as I know, the reason why it is pixelated, why it started out, is because they could not legally show pubic hair. It wasn't necessarily the good bits, which I think now has just turned into the good bits that they pixelate. But originally, I think after World War II, that was one of the things that we fucking imposed on that country, yep. was that it couldn't show pubic hair, which, which is weird because I remember, um, all right, Takashi Mike, Visit a Q. Ever see yeah. it? Okay. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go again. Where the father rapes his producer. Yeah. Uh, it is pixelated up until the point when she's dead. And then they stop pixelating it. Hmm. But as far as I know, there is not some... And I'm thinking maybe manga or these anime things was a way around that where they could show that. Because they don't show anything really, but you do see pubic hair on her, right? Yeah. Eventually, yeah. So as far as I know, that law is still technically a law, but it's not like a thing where they're going to arrest you. Well, no, because now there's it's, VPN, so you could be in fucking yeah. Japan, and you could say that you're in fucking America and watch it without the uh, the pixelation on it, but... Right. It, it's it's also a, a political thing of, like, I'm not going to be the politician in Japan that's like, here's my platform. <laughs> Let's <laughs> show more cocks and more pussy! Right. Well, I do know that in, like, hentai and stuff, uh, if there is genitals shown, they usually... They don't even usually pixelate it. They just, like, put shitty little black bars over, like, the, the smallest area that they can get away with. Well, see, that's worse, because how big of a black bar do they have to put over it, right? Because yeah. They don't. Are they being they generous? Are they being stingy? Are they, like, just covering it? Or is it like, yeah. well, you know what, look, the camera adds 10 pounds, right? So let's yeah. add, like, 2 inches. Well, yeah, the like, they're, like, tiny little strips. They, oh, they don't even so... cover the whole thing. Oh, it's like the fucking little strips on ACDC, uh... Oh, what was that cover that they had with Dirty Deeds? Yeah. They have, yeah. Everybody's eyes blacked out. Oh, God. That'd be so humiliating. Somebody does some weird hentai of me, and then, like, the bar over my penis is, like, a centimeter across. <laughs> like, God damn it. Can you guys give me something here? You need a better agent. That's what it is, right? That's what it is. Yeah, the problem like, is... Like, Tom you... Cruise will never be shown to be less than six feet tall in any movie, right? Right, right. So I need That's my bar to be... Do. I need my bar to be vertical, not horizontal. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just black me out behind the wa- below the waist. There Let's you go. go. For it all. So, yeah. Maybe that... Yeah, okay. Guys in, in uh, Japan, go ahead and write to us and let us know <laughs> about the whole uh, pixelating out of uh, porn. Because Tim is really, he, he's got a bug up his ass about this. I, th- look, there's nothing wrong about it, right? Look, th- look. sometimes you don't, you don't want to go whole hog. 
right? Yeah, I <laughs> so suppose. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's tasteful. It's tasteful nudes. Uh, but, and it's funny because the, the photographer, like, kind of starts out doing semi-tasteful nudes. And then it gets a little more and more kind of um, egregious, I guess. Mm -hmm. Explicit. Very Salacious, explicit. Yes. And while uh, this is going on, we're cutting back to uh, her concert for her old band, where they're all singing a song about how cool it is to be dressed all casual and wear jeans and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> next year, I'm not going to try that hard. I'm just going to wear jeans all the time. Like, the yeah. fuck? Well, you know, uh, compared to wearing nothing, I guess that's <laughs> yeah, a lot. That's better. true. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I forgot. Because yeah. the other thing we haven't mentioned is how many panty shots we're getting in this movie, right? Oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of those, man. And so then that's when we cut back to her and she's feel the real her and she's feeling kind of crappy. So, of course, her buddy shows up, the pop idol version of her. Just tell her, you know, you fucked up. And I'm going to go be on stage with the band. I'm going to go have a great concert. And uh, you can just stay here and feel like shit. So I'll see you later. Bye, Cut loser. Back... Yeah, see you later, sucker. Cut back to the concert where somehow this fucking imaginary version of her is on stage. Maybe. See, or... I'm thinking what it is. I think it's the, I think it's the original that's thinking that, that that's what's happening. Yeah. Maybe, or we do see that the stalker is here as well. So is it also ah, perhaps... So the stalker is seeing her there because that's right. where he wants her to be. Precisely. That's where the real her is in the mind of the stalker. Right. So we cut back to Mima at home. Her home's a mess. And she's a uh, corpse floating in the bathtub. That's it's always a good move. There should be some alarm for that, by the way. Well, no, wait, hold on. Here's, here's the thing, because I think, uh, Ren, you mentioned Requiem for a Dream, right? No, I uh, This is a shot that's straight at that Requiem for a Dream copied with uh, Jennifer Conley. Oh, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. After the I didn't take it out for air scene, right? Is it? Uh, I hope it was that and it wasn't the with other Chief scene. Keith David? Right? Oh, no, I don't think there is really another scene after the other scene, Tim. I think no, that's kind there, of... There's two scenes. I didn't take it yeah. out for air, and then there's the, the other scene. <laughs> and it's Keith David, too. It's the, the, the Marines voice guy that's saying... <laughs> that's a gargoyle, man. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Gargoyle oh, just it. took his dick out. <laughs> take it out for air. Well, actually... I'm looking this up real quick because oh, it's, it's fucked up, but you know what? In, in the right situation, that's kind of a cool line. Oh right? shit! Yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't mention Requiem for a Dream, but that's a film directed by uh, Darren Aronofsky, yes. who also directed uh, Black Swan. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. and Black Swan oh, got a lot of comparisons to Perfect Blue when it came out. Yeah, I guess sense. he's gonna do like a Luigi Cozy and say he never saw this before. <laughs> he directed the other two movies. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, she's just kind of corpse floating in the bathtub. And I love we, we cut under the water, and she just yells bastards into the water. Like, oh, I don't think she's very happy. But now we see the, uh, the effects of that photo shoot, and we're not seeing a lot of the tasteful ones that were taken up front. We're just seeing a lot of the full-on nudes. Mm-hmm. Don't you remember yeah. Vanessa Williams and her uh, whole fantastic thing? 
Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Well, it's, that's also Penthouse, too, Tim. Come on. Yeah, Penthouse put all those pictures. They weren't showing the ones that weren't list, uh, that weren't uh, completely nude. Right, right. I mean, you know, you could have had some sort of an illusion of uh, propriety. You had a couple of, you know, more modest ones followed by the terrible ones. But, hey, what are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you who's not too thrilled about it, though. And that is her stalker. Yo, he this sees... guy's got some fucking money, right? Yeah, he must. From all those posters. I guess, yeah, because he's moonlighting as a uh, design guy. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because he bought every copy that he could find. Yeah, this is like... And and I mean, we already know they have an internet, right? Because he posts (sighs) to it. Yeah, but see, the internet is just popular. It hasn't, like, really blown up yet, right? Yeah, Tim, that's... No, Eddie, hold on. This is where it's going to take you three days to download... That one picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tim, that's, that's why, number one, that's why they're only showing the good pictures. Because I would be pissed if I had to dial up, download a fucking Asian idol that I liked. Mm-hmm. And all of a, it was a picture with her completely dressed. I'm like, oh, fuck. I best have got to download yeah. number two now and see what's going on. I was going to say, Tim, it wasn't very early on in the internet that people were using it for nude pictures of celebrities. That's why the internet that's was a invented. Very... <laughs> right, yeah. Of course our nudes are up. This guy can't buy all the pictures off of the internet. Fucking even if there aren't, people would be making the fake ones where they're just like no photoshopping her head. On... But that's where the problem is. That's true. They couldn't make an NFT out of her nudes. Uh, yeah, no flapping. <laughs> <laughs> that That's me making the, the, the most recent and relevant joke I can. And it's like, what, a month and a half old? All right. Uh, so Time moves slow. It does. It does. Especially during this with the crazy internet. virus. And with the internet, true. True. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, like you said to him, the stalker guy has just bought up every fucking magazine, and he's back in his pad with just, like, stacks of these magazines. And he's just, you he's know... He's trying for a profit, right? Yeah. Oh, that's... So you think All it's like that... All of a sudden, that... you can't find it anymore. <laughs> Guess what? It costs $12 now. <laughs> So you think it's like that episode of The Simpsons where Nelson buys all of the, the one baseball player's cards and he's going to run them all through the washing machine and just have the last card so it's worth Damn, the most time? I stopped watching that show before Damn. that episode came out. Yeah, it was kind of later on into the series. No, but I do remember buying Vanessa Williams Penthouse and flipping them. What? Yeah. They, they were incredibly hard to find. And this was <laughs> way before the internet, so yeah. So, Tim, you were doing what people are doing with PlayStation 5s, but with Penthouse. And Playboys. I told you before, I was very smart. I went to Catholic school, and I learned that there was a candy store that would sell me Playboys. For right. Like, what, like maybe right. 75 cents, maybe a dollar. And then I could flip them for like three or four bucks in Catholic school. <laughs> I love that that's what you learned in Catholic school. It's just, just, yeah, I yeah. learned as long as I, went to, I, as long as I went to confession on Wednesday, everything was okay. It's a good point. He's like, forgive me, Father. I'm a child pornographer. And he's like, what? Go on. You don't have to say any Hail Marys. (laughs) Really? What's your phone number? Oh, fun. So, uh, yeah. And he's having another little email fun conversation with himself. Where, uh, okay. So I guess we're going to call it pop idol in the crazy guy's head version uh, is asking him to save her. 
because uh, this well, I other... think what we're going to find out, Eddie, I think this is, he's getting communication, but this is how he is interpreted, right? This is, yes. what, the, the, this is how it's coming out in his head. Yes. But, so um, the thing about this scene uh, in my notes is that while well, this is where I started splitting off the uh, the images of like her pop idol self that Mima has been seeing and the uh, the other Mima who I have just written down as Mima but like with an expl- exclamation point instead of an I. Hmm, that yeah. makes sense because he's got me mania. So uh, yeah, yeah. And that that version of Mima is telling him the other Mima, the actress Mima, is a fake. She would never do this, clearly. This is an imposter. She's tainting my good name. Yeah. And I need someone to help me. And he's like, I ah, don't worry about it. I'll get rid of her. Like, Ooh, this is going to get bad. <laughs> Mima's kind of sus. <laughs> yeah. So now we get uh, thanks Mr. Mania, and I guess that's his uh, maybe online handle he goes by. This is the uh, Mima number one fan. New because he'd be Miamania872, right? By now? Nowadays, yeah. Something like that. So then we cut to her talking to a doctor about her other self and not knowing what to do about her other self. But of course, this doctor isn't really a doctor. This is uh, Fia, the actress, portraying the doctor. But again, um, we have the blurred lines here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I wrote down like all the lines of dialogue in that oh, scene please. because because I was like, well, this this doctor Lee is talking like some heavy like philosophical shit. Yep, that might be. Important. Well, it's like she's talking about what's really going on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mima's character is like, I don't know anything about myself anymore, and her and the doctor is like, Well, how do you think you know the the person you were a second ago is the same person you are now? Well, there's a continuous stream of memories. Uh, given only that, we create illusions within ourselves, saying that we only have one fixed persona. I didn't write the rest of it down, but. Yeah, and not only that, but but also like you look at the fallibility of memory as it is, right? Like witness testimony is is very unreliable as well, and and you know, kind of alluding to what she says, we we lie about ourselves uh, to ourselves all the time with memory. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a that's an interesting point that that she brings up, and then we cut because uh, we're just filming, right? This is all yeah. just a movie. And at that point, she sees the stalker again. And that startles her into ruining the shot. She looks back. Maybe the stalker wasn't there, though, because we don't see him. And this is where time and space get really, really, really sketch. So uh, I'll try my best to cover exactly what happens. But bear with me, because... You should definitely watch the movie. It gets very uh, David Lynch in the coming few moments. <laughs> yeah. So it's pouring rain, and her manager and her go to the agency where her remaining band members are there, and they're recording a podcast. No, they're not. It's 97. They're recording a radio show. <laughs> they're doing a radio ad. Yeah, yeah. And Mina looks in there, and she sees the... Uh, 
idle version of herself sitting in there with them. She panics and she runs away. And as she does so, the idle version of her pops out into the hallway. And now Mina is chasing the idle version of herself down the stairs. The idle version of herself just kind of skipping around, floating, yep, skipping. very glowing, very uh, otherworldly compared to the, uh, the real Mina, who's... You know, it's Mima, but more so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heightened Mima. Yes. So Mima's chasing her, runs down the hallway with her, chases her down the stairs, runs out into public, and just starts, like, plowing into people, elbowing them. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, I know a little bit about uh, uh, Asian culture. You probably don't want to be doing this. You're coming off pretty bad here. I mean, even in America, that's terrible, but damn. But she is kind of famous, right? True. True. You could be trying to hey, get away from the rape somebody. girl banged into me. Oh, my God. I got hit by Mima. Yeah. I'm never going to wash this elbow again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So then she darts out into traffic and damn near gets uh, hit by a car that's being driven by the stalker. But wait, there's more because that was a dream. And she wakes up and has lunch with Rumi. Rumi susses out, yeah, it seems like you don't like your new gig too much here. You also probably shouldn't be reading that homepage. It's not very good for you. Um, Which is, you know, if you're famous, it's probably true. It's never good to read anything about you on Twitter or Facebook, right? I, yeah, I mean, that's from what I understand. Thankfully, um, I don't have to deal with that. So, I, yeah, I can't imagine, like, seeing that kind of criticism on that level. Because you know how, like, biases work. It, it takes, you know, a hundred I can't believe somebody hasn't given us a fucking review with, like, I can't stand that guy's fucking voice. Oh, I know. I'm waiting for it, though, Tim. <laughs> it's going to happen. Thankfully, we've just gotten a lot of positivity. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, the minute you start getting those negative comments, like, you can either let it feed you and become an asshole, I guess. No, because or... then you know you're doing something right. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but then we, we get, uh, Mima goes into some more great dialogue about how maybe this illusion. Uh-oh. Oh, knocked over something. <laughs> well, no, that wasn't the that. cat. That was outside. Holy Damn. shit. <laughs> Don't answer the door. It's probably Yeah, holy shit. Wait a second. Is there fucking Jack Nicholson at the door? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gunshots outside because I live in like a, a really like ghetto part of Tampa. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. For real, those are gunshots. I don't know, but like we we hear car alarms most days, so mm. so it could be. Yeah, I used to live out toward uh, Sefner, which uh... yeah, because everybody in Florida has a fucking gun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets a little dicey out there in certain areas. Tim, like I've I mentioned... I think I've said this before, but it has to be the worst job in the world that you could have as being a delivery guy in Florida, right? Oh, if I'm yeah. a delivery guy, if I'm delivering your McDonald's from Uber Eats at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm calling you like 18 fucking times before I get to that apartment. Like, all right, your doorbell's going to ring. It's going to be me with the pizza or the McDonald's that you mm. ordered, right? And I'm going to be around. I'm going to ring your doorbell in two seconds. Don't shoot. No, Tim, I'm just dropping the food off out front. 
because they have to prepay with those delivery services. I'm getting back in the car, locking the door, and then I'm texting them. Your food's there. Yeah, but yeah. Th- no, see, but then you could say they could say you were sneaking around, right? What? You were sneaking around? Yeah, like he didn't. He came up. He wasn't even ringing the bell, and then that's it. He oh, left, and then and they can just shoot you. 18, 18, 18 Jesus, I don't think that's how the castle doctor works. I work in food service, and uh, one time we made a like a whole meal, and then like we got called back like twenty minutes later saying that the they got the order. But, like, half of it was missing because the delivery person just ate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then put it back in there and tried to deliver it. Well, see, all right, now, Ren, that's a fucked up thing because who do you believe on that one? Because it can go 50-50, right? They, the mm. guy could totally eat it up because the few times I've had McDonald's delivered by Uber because I had discount coupons... Dude, I know what fucking McDonald's french fries smell like. I can't mm-hmm. imagine being in a fucking car and driving more than 10 minutes with fucking McDonald's french fries without not trying to eat <laughs> one or two of them, right? Uh, but yeah. I work at like a sushi place. Oh, I feel like Ooh. you would definitely notice if half of the sushi was eaten. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> usually everything in, in that kind the of... The sauce a... has already been dipped. Come on, motherfuckers. Yeah usually with that it's like you got a roll which is six pieces of something or you've got you know four they give or five you even numbers right yeah well i mean things are usually like written down how much you get in the portions like yeah i mean did I, oh god did you see the video where the dude was stealing slices from pizza come on what are you stupid <laughs> No, Tim. Grab a couple of fucking french fries off the top. Nobody's going to fucking notice that shit, but come on. No, Tim, this guy was skimming slices. He rearranged the pizza so it looked like he hadn't. Wow. So instead of ordering like an 18-inch pie, you got a 16-inch pie. Exactly. He stole your two inches, Tim. That's so clever. It's so terrible. This is the guy like... You're ordering, and he's like, "Can you not get it with pineapple on it?" (laughs) We're out. No, one slice has like two times the amount of pineapple that all the other slices have. (laughs) Because he picked it off. Oh my god! Now I'm going to be suspicious every time I get a slice, and it's got twice the jalapenos on it or something. Look, if the fucking toppings fall off the cheese, you know that somebody put that shit after it was cooked. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Jesus. Oh man. So yeah, no, it's um, <clears throat> we we cut to this uh, dialogue that Mima has about this illusion of her and her other personality, uh, and maybe it's becoming real, right? Maybe it's uh, escaping her and and uh, taking up sentience elsewhere. But then we cut, and it's because she was actually retaking that scene that she flubbed before. With the uh, actress as the doctor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what? Mimo, what are you talking about? You screwed up again. Stop improv. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks over, thinks she sees the stalker again. Then he vanishes. All right, take two. She wakes up. Another lunch with Rumi. She says, uh, man, I feel like it's been forever since we had lunch again. Rumi says, wait, what are you talking about? That was yesterday. Yeah, We on. did this yesterday. Mima says, I don't know, was that, was that real? 
and you see her clasping this uh, cup of tea in her hand way too hard, and it shatters, right? And it cuts her hands up. She's bleeding, and she looks down at her hands, and she says, is this blood real? Rumi is like, Mima, what the fuck? Yeah, hey, Mima, are you cool? <laughs> Do you need a day off? I mean, something. Do you need a mental yeah, health day? At that day? point, she needs her vacation, right? Yeah. yeah. Work-life balance, ladies and gentlemen. She is fucking it up. So, she's looking a mess. What does she do? What Rumi told her not to. She's reading her blog. She goes, well, I guess I went shopping today. But clearly yes, she did Yes, that's didn't. right. This is, the, this is the first time when she's reading that. And she's like, it says it, so it must be true. I think All it's the other part time she's reading it, she's like, what the fuck is going on? What the hell is up with this? But now when she's, she's like, well, it said I went shopping yesterday. I must have gone shopping. I think yes, it's, I went shopping. I think it's part that, but I think it's also like she would have rather had that memory of going shopping today. Like the mm, blog is actually selective telling her, memory. Okay. Yes. All right. The easier thing to believe. Yeah. Yeah. The easier thing to believe. And uh, yeah, the blog's life is better than her life. Finally. So now we cut to the movie or sorry, the, the TV show. It's not a movie yet. Uh, and they're taking a scene where the detective and the doctor are discussing her character's illusionary self becoming real and potentially possessing someone other than her, which then kills all of the other models who are no longer of use to her, her character, not the real her. Again, <laughs> we're in some lynch territory here. Uh... Well, hold on, Eddie. Does it say models, or does it? Say, I think the doctor says she'll kill anybody who's no longer used to her anymore. I don't think it says models. Well, it it does say that the that the person had killed five other models, and then says that yeah, um, that whoever it is is killing people who are no longer of use to her. So well, it doesn't. In, in her story, her character is a model. So yes, yeah. So the idea, yeah, and we'll we'll find out later that the whole thing was that that. Her character killed models to become the number one model, right? Ah, uh, gotcha. Similar to uh, uh, Misery, right? You want to be the number one nurse. So oh, now... I'm just thinking about fucking Giselle... Uh, what, who's her Boonchen? name? Boonchen? Is that, that model? the one married to Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah Giselle Boonchen. The, the luckiest son of a bitch. And when I mean son of a bitch, I mean actual son of a bitch in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we cut to the uh, photographer. And speaking of bad delivery drivers, Tim, oh my word. He's watching his show. See, Here's this a... is why you should shoot the delivery guy, motherfuckers. Everybody who live in Florida, if you're getting pizza delivered tonight, shoot them. No, Tim, don't. <laughs> All right, we were, we were, we're advocating that you don't actually shoot your delivery drivers. This is okay. all for comedy bit. This is all a comedy bit. Plus, right. no, fuck it. No, come on. They live in Florida. They'll get away with it. All they have to do is say, I heard it on a podcast. And like <laughs> the judge will be, huh, okay, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know what? That sounds like it's a thing. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you got the you Twinkie really... defense. Now you got the podcast defense. Yeah, the podcast pizza defense by Tim Yobo. You, you missed your calling, sir. You should have been a lawyer, Tim. Plus, if you want to stop the cops from coming to your house even faster, put some plates outside of your house on the street. That's true, yeah. 
<laughs> pretend they're mines. Oh, you know what you could do is you could put pizza under each of the plates too. So then you, know, it's you like could a also fun put, put some fishing line up and put like paper towels on it. Now stop cars can come down the street too. We're probably giving advice to this podcast's own me mania. Oh no, that's yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. They're gonna come after you, Tim. They're not coming after me. So yeah. Photographer gets his pizza delivered, and the delivery boy, quote, uh, drops the pizza on the ground. He's like, how, how much is the pizza? Uh, you're fucking weird. Then the delivery... Did you eat a slice of my pizza? Yeah. Did you eat... <laughs> I'm going to count the slices, you motherfucker. If there's an odd <laughs> number... I my measuring tape. Hold on. Yeah, I, I need these. <laughs> this is only 34 centimeters. Yeah. I, I ordered need, the 38 centimeters. I need a protractor here. I got to figure out the circumference of this fucking thing. So, no, then uh, a delivery person gets a screwdriver and stabs him in his fucking eye with it. I'm like, ew, that sucks. He is a photographer, right? So, where are you going to stab him? Go for the eyes, yeah. And then, well, after that, uh, he gets stabbed two more times. First in the guts, then right yeah. in the nuts. Oh, God, yeah. Insult and I'm high, injury. middle, and low, man. Yeah. And then, then he gets stabbed over and over and over again. And it's in front of a projector that's projecting her nudes. So this guy had a whole evening planned out with the pizza and the projector. Wow, holy shit, I didn't even think about that, right? Holy Christ, he's gonna yeah. whack it. Oh, fuck. Cause you know what yeah. you wanna do? You really wanna fill up on dairy and fucking bread. <laughs> well, if you took a, a blue chew, you can do that even on a full stomach, if you'll recall from our ads, Tim. Oh, that's right, but doesn't it give you heartburn? I, you probably, I mean, all that pizza is not going to help for sure. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But then we reveal that the pizza boy is, uh, her. It's, uh, Nima doing the stabbing and killing and such. But then she wakes up in bed and whether it's from a uh, teacup or a photographer, Tim, there's no blood on her hands. So maybe none of it happened. Just well, well, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, I'm pretty sure a photographer guy is, like, certainly dead. Yeah, well, we do find that out, because she gets a call from her agent, says, hey, did you hear about that photographer getting stabbed to death with a screwdriver in his eyes, and then all over his dick and his body and everything? And your naked pictures were projected on his wall? Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> what are you talking about? So uh, she's like, yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. I got to go uh, do something else. Hangs up. Like, All right, well, I guess I better go look in my closet for a minute. She goes and looks in her closet, and there's a shopping bag, Tim. Mm-hmm. This guess... is the one she dreamed about, right? Yeah, it's the one from her dream about the, the shopping uh, that she blogged about, remember? That's... Oh, that's right, yes. But then she didn't have a cute little outfit in there that she picked up, Tim. She had a bloody delivery outfit in there. <sighs> I don't know. I like the French maid's outfit much better. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe she is still in the band. They were talking about keeping it casual, right? That was a pretty <laughs> casual outfit. <laughs> I don't know if she was relaxing necessarily in it, but uh, 
Yeah, she was doing some handiwork, I guess. That's, you know, some people find that meditative or something. So then her doorbell rings, and she opens the door a crack, and it's a shitload of reporters asking her about how, uh, hey, are you cursed? Because everybody that you know is fucking dying. They get their eyes stabbed out. Well, here's another nice little fucking detail that they have. (laughs) When she opens up the door, she keeps a chain on, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ren, Eddie, do you have chains on your door or no? Um, No. I have have a a lot, but not a chain. You've never, Eddie, you've never had a chain on your door. I have had one before. I currently do not. Okay. We had a chain on the screen door, but not the actual door. Okay. This is the first time I've ever seen where they have like a plastic covering. Over the chain. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, whoa, holy, because you can clearly see there's like two links on either side of the fucking thing with the chain, with the chain coming out and there's a plastic covering over it. And I'm like, you know, that makes perfect sense because that way it doesn't fucking fuck up the paint on your door when you're opening yes. it up, right? Uh-huh. Yep. But what a little fucking detail to put into a fucking animated movie. Damn. Yeah, I didn't even know. Again, Tim, with your ability to notice inane details in films, man. Yeah, and let me say, I kept looking. I don't think Japanese people have have fucking pepper, salt, and pepper shakers at all. I could not fucking (laughs) find one salt or pepper shaker in this movie. No, no, could not find one. (laughs) So yeah, she freezes because of all the reporters, and now we're back. One of them asks her, is there a love triangle between you and the screenwriter and the reporter? And yeah. <laughs> he works for Fox News. Yeah. TMZ yeah. here. <laughs> I would have just, like, what, what? No, I mean, if there was not anymore, right? Like, <laughs> now it's a love line. And if there like, was, it's kind of a callous question. Because well, they're too, both yeah. dead. Hey, were you uh, possibly sleeping with the two people that just got killed in murder most foul? No, man. It's cool. You can ask that. That's fine. You did take nudie pictures, right? So anything goes. That's true. Yeah, we don't have to respect you as a... We don't have to uh, respect you as a human anymore. We can go ahead. So we're back on set where uh, Rumi is telling our, uh, our hero here Mima to ignore the people that are snickering and making up a bunch of rumors about her. And Mima's like, yeah, I got I have a question. Am I dead? Maybe I'm just dead. Because uh, <laughs> I remember a truck hit me. You, at any point, I am expecting Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd to play, right? Oh, God, that'd be so fucking metal. Just all of a sudden. You know what, Tim? We got to make that cut real quick. Like, she's asking if she's dead. Uh, she's like, yeah, because maybe it's just a dream. And Rumi says, you know, I'm starting to worry about you. <laughs> so uh, that's cool. You know what? Go take this scene real quick, and then we'll talk about how you, you're doing, like, as a whole person. Right, real See, quick. Here we go, comfortably numb, right? Get out yep. there, perform, and then we'll take care of whatever's going wrong with you. Yeah, so mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, jump on the scene. She goes out to the scene, and there's a dead guy. It's all bloody, and he's laying on his back. And uh, there's a screwdriver that she's And he's on a circular stage, right? Yes. Okay, yes. all right, yes, okay. 
very similar to the stage that she was on when they filmed the uh, rape scene. And something that we're going to see later on. Yes. So uh, it's like, all right, action. Take the screwdriver and you just stabbed him. So that's your motivation. So she starts freaking out. And breathe out. heavier because you just killed the motherfucker too. <laughs> yeah. So she does. She acts like she's freaked out because she just killed a guy. Because we look and this dude's got no eyeballs, Tim. And then she passes out. She wakes up in her bed again. And this time she's with the uh, doctor from the movie. And uh, the doctor from the movie is asking who she is and what she does. Because, well, I'm a, I'm a pop idol. No, no, wait, I'm an actress. I mean, it's hard, but it's what I choose to do, right? And it pans out. The camera pans a little to, to the side, and we see that there's a, uh, a two-way mirror that she's being observed through. The doctor says, well, I'll tell you what this is. Clearly, she has uh, multiple personalities. Um, Yoko is her original personality, but then when she was raped, she developed another personality. All right, cut. Now we got to retake the scene real quick. No, no. See, uh, she was a top model, Rika, not uh, Mina. She was, she was, or Mima. She was Rika. Wait a minute. And she killed her sister to become the top model. All right, and cut. Okay, we nailed it. I'm like, whoa. Okay, now we're just completely fucked as far as timelines and realities mm -hmm. go. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's At this point, I'm fucked. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut and she nailed her last line and ladies and gentlemen, double bind is a wrap. It's time Champagne to celebrate. Rap, right? Mm -hmm. She get she's the one who gets the last fucking scene done. She yeah. started off with just having one line. Yeah. And now standing she's the ovation. one that they're rapping on. Yeah. Standing ovation from the crowd. The camera's spinning around her and there's all these faces that before made her very nervous and shy and fuck her lines up, but now they're all applauding her. So she almost passes out again. But she gets caught by Rumi. And they're back at the agency, where they're getting invited to the rap party. She says, okay, Mima, go get dressed. Go put on your Sunday best. We're going to go to the rap party. And uh, you can just meet us out at the car. And I'm like, oh, I already know there's going to be a problem. See, because she's going to be alone for one second. Mm -hmm. So there's going yeah. to be a problem. Everybody's yeah. splitting up. Yeah, never split the party. Let's split up, gang. If horror in Dungeons and Dragons has taught me anything, you never, never split the party. So she gets dressed. And along her way, she bumps into the doctor, who she mistakes as the doctor rather than the actress playing her, Ari. And Ari says, no, 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 uh, we're off set now, so I'm not the doctor anymore, okay? Can we get mm -hmm. past that? I'm trying to nicely make you quit acting this way, because yeah, we're all... Stop being fucking method. Yeah, we're all afraid of you right now. <laughs> you're, you're bordering... Have you ever seen the uh, um, documentary of Jim Carrey making Man on the Moon? Yes. I, see, I was going to go Jared Leto, but yeah. Man yeah. on the Moon is also a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was going Jim for... Jim Carrey was an asshole, but he did not send anybody fucking dildos in the mail. So you got to give him true. that. True, true. Just because yeah. he didn't think of it. Yeah. That's... So that's... Oh, let's... You know what, Tim? You, you were giving some advice earlier. I'm going to give some advice to the listeners. Don't send anybody a dildo who didn't ask for it. You just don't send anything phallic without anybody asking for it. I mean, mm -hmm. dick pics, dildos in the mail, whatever. Yeah. Don't even send, like, fucking dick cakes. Don't, don't give somebody a corn dog if they don't want it. I mean, who doesn't want a corn dog? 
Ah, true. They are pretty good, actually. Now that I, you know, you can order somebody a corn dog, but don't hand it to them, and do not watch them eat it. Also, that's just too far. Yeah, what's even worse is when you get when you buy them ice cream for dessert. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh... Don't do that either. <laughs> it's not very classy. Tim, you, I have a feeling you've, you've got a lot of these plans that you're rolling over there. It's all stuff I learned from my friend Mario. <laughs> you and your fucking friend's names, man. Mario's the only normal named friend you had. Mario, Binko. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stritchy. Uh, I mean, I want you to bleep the name out. Please promise you to bleep the name out, but you only Hold have on, to bleep it on. out because there's only maybe three people in the whole world with this name, so... Just by okay. chance, if they ever okay. search for their name on the internet, it'll pop up. So you're going to bleep it out, right? Yeah, so I'll bleep it out. this is going to be between the three of us. Time code is 149. Go. Okay. I knew a woman named What? Yep. <laughs> I got to say, original. See? So that's why I said you have to beep that name out because like, there is like two people <laughs> alive in this country. And one and of maybe them might five be people in the entire world who have yeah. that fucking name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of them is a typo. <laughs> typo on the person. And she ended up marrying Spiro. Oh my god! So that was a combination my. there, huh? Oh my god! My niece is yeah. Okay, I have a niece whose name is spelled wrong. <laughs> How? What do you mean? My brother. <laughs> what do you wanted... mean her name is spelled wrong? <laughs> my brother wanted to name her Destiny. Oh my god. After the and game? N- no, no. After <laughs> Tim, Tim, worse. Okay, no, this is a fun game. All right, this is perfect. Tim, she was named after a song lyric. Okay? All right, now, now I'm going all my fucking songs. Now my brother. I'm in my head right now drunk with Destiny. Okay, my, destiny. My, my brother is 10 years older than me, let's say, and I am currently 40. Okay. So, Tim, can you name it? Can you name that tune? 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Is it from the fucking, uh, oh, what the fuck is the name? The Brothers? The Righteous Brothers song? No. That's, that's, Remember, that's... I, I grew up in a very trashy, poor area in, in Washington State. Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, I think that... Well, you see, if you name your kid Destiny and that thing, that means her Destiny's going to be a stripper, right? I don't think she's a stripper. Give her time. I'll give you another... <laughs> no. I'll give you, I'll give you one last hint, okay? My brother used to wear a leather jacket, a black leather jacket that had the fringes hanging off of it. Ooh. That's a good Ooh, hint. Shit. That's and hardcore, I'll give, man. I never went fringes. I had the leather he, jacket, but I would never go fringe. Tim, he also did once intentionally go to a concert for the band Jackal, who plays a chainsaw. <laughs> wow. How do you play, that play is a chainsaw? Awesome. It's not that awesome. They're terrible. Now, see, now I'm just thinking about Jimmy Page taking the fucking violin, taking the violin thing to his guitar. Yeah. I'm like, you fucking pussy. Yeah. Take a okay. chainsaw to that guitar and see what happens. Okay, so I'll, I'll give it to you then, Tim, because it's very difficult. It is a Twisted Sister song. Oh, oh wait, no. I remember Twisted Sister. Yes, okay. SMF. Uh, the, uh, this is a uh, song called The Price. Ooh, wait, is that off of Stay Hungry or the other one? Time seems to have frozen, but the mind can be fooled. As the days pass, I've discovered destiny just can't be ruled. 
are the lyrics. Uh, no, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. Really? Your fucking brother named his daughter. It wasn't even like the title. It wasn't even like the main fucking hook of the song. No. What album Just, was that off of? That was off wait, of Stay hold Hungry. Oh, Stay Hungry. Oh, wait a second. Because I had that fucking album. I listened to that a million fucking times. I'm just imagining, like, listening to that while, like, just fucking collapsed on the bed and just thinking, shit, if Destiny was a name, that, that, uh, that line would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible, man. Holy shit. Does she know it? Or does she just think yep. that she doesn't she know the story? It. Tim, she knows oh, it. No. And, oh, no. And like I said, worst of all, it's spelled wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the stock that I come from. Thank you. <clears throat> so, so when she when they wrote down the birth certificate. <laughs> okay, okay, so what kind nobody of spell said, wrong? "Hold on. What year is this? What year was she born?" Uh, I, I don't know if I want to get that into it. Uh, well, just like what? 90s, 2000s. Yeah, let's say 90s. Okay. So at that time, nobody thought it was, like, weird to spell that name a little bit differently? And, like, uh, wait, excuse me, sir, are you sure this is how you want to spell it? You know, honestly, the, the hospital probably should have said something. Yeah, right? <laughs> they might not have known how to spell it, though. <laughs> Double whammy. <laughs> I, I don't know, Tim. I, Stupid-ass I, hospital. I am not here to speculate, sir. I am just here to report the truth as, as it is. <laughs> I'm assuming that your brother never listens to the show, right? No. No. Okay. Of course not. And if he does, yeah. that's cool. He, he can, uh, you know. Hey, look, if he listens to the show, I mean, he I did it. destiny. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's I not like I did it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hi, Eddie's brother. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, oh, God, where, where, where the fun were we? We were at Ola. Uh, Mima got dressed. She bumps into the doctor, who she mistook for the actress. Yeah. yeah. Rumi and her agent are talking about how uh, she's taking too long to get in the car. Rumi asks about her next job, starring in a movie. She's moving on oh, up. Oh yeah, but it's a little bit sketchy. I think the name of the movie sketchy. is called Irreversible. <laughs> I think it's called The Entity and uh, <laughs> The only movie I could have picked up worse than The Entity was Irreversible but That's it that. It's a pretty good one, Tim Yeah, it says, yeah, there's some sketchy scenes in it though But, you know, nothing she can't handle And at this point, Rumi's like, kind of like, oh, okay See, whatever. okay, on the subtitles, it says some slutty scenes But oh, with really? the dub, it says some sketchy scenes Interesting, because uh, my subtitle said sketchy, huh? Oh, so maybe the dub said uh, vice versa, whatever. Yeah, so from what I remember last, they like split up. Uh, yeah, we got past that scene yet. <laughs> when they split up? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we were just talking about. So yeah, they yeah, split yeah. up, and now Mima's coming down the hall, and she sees her stalker. Oh, uh, yeah. Her mm -hmm. stalker who rushes her, pins her down. And he says, look, man, I'm here to protect Mima. Mima says, well, wait, I am Mima. What are you doing? This isn't protecting. Like, what are you? And he goes, no, no, no. You're, the you don't real know. real Mima. I'm Mimania. You, you don't even know me. I'm on like a different Mima's level. Mima's going to be reinstated as the top pop star in August, from what I hear. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. 
Damn. Oh God. Yeah. Hey, if 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 he's delivered, he's not okay. This is a fun gray area because he's not the president anymore. So let's just say if you're playing Minecraft, right? And Donald Trump is delivering you a pizza in Minecraft. Go ahead and shoot him. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you that when Obama was president, there were plenty of internet games that you could buy where you could probably end up shooting him while he was still president, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you're right. He's not president anymore. That's true. Yeah. So, if he's delivering you a pizza in Minecraft, then go ahead and in do Florida. That. Right? In, <laughs> it's Florida, is, right? Everybody's yeah, he got a is in, gun. He's in yeah. Mar-a-Lago, so yeah, he's down there. Uh, he is. In Minecraft. So, yeah, then, then he's like, look, no, you're not the real Mima. The real Mima emails me every day. She's giving me all these cool missions about what I should do. And uh, like she said, I don't know, I should go kill some people and stuff. And in fact... Uh, Says I should probably uh, kill you too. By yeah, the she way, she emails me every single day, every day, and he says, "So you're gonna you're gonna die pretty soon." So he took a catfish, right? He did. Yeah, he did. Holy shit! Wow, <laughs> catfish, you hack. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't care what Neem went through. It wasn't anywhere fucking bad as oh this, right? Oh my god! And then when we find out who's emailing him, it's exactly like catfish in some ways <laughs> i apologize but yeah wow um so anyhow he's gonna rape her before he kills her because that's what you do yeah right so he's fumbling I mean, to be fair doesn't look like <laughs> he's got all those magazines he raped. that's Planet. true but then again that's not that's not her though right that's this is just uh, some imposter true. I guess it's that's, okay. Yeah, this is this is the one that's less than, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. okay to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. He's compartmentalized her sexuality into a bad version of her, which it's perfectly fine to punish. Well, yeah, because in his mind, what is she doing? She's taking naked pictures of herself. Mm -hmm. She's putting them out, and like he said, this he is tainting his angel, right? Yeah, it's almost like pissing the Madonna, on his snow. It's almost like the Madonna whore complex. Anyhow, oh, he, yeah. uh, yeah. which and funny that you say the Madonna, because I read on uh, the internet that Madonna used a part of this, this movie for one of her videos. Really? Oh. Yes. Which one? Uh, I don't know. I'll look it up on the internet. Okay. I'll do that later. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and if you I'm sure it's like on Wikipedia or IMDb, because that's like as far as I go researching. Can okay, I tell I'm you just going to look this up. Real quick. Thank you so much. And can I tell you, this is a thing that I love about the show, is when we just don't even care that there are people that listen to it, and we're just having a conversation. <laughs> I think that's why people listen to it, right? I because think, you want to hear I, the conversation. That's a, I think you're right, you, too. Uh, If we're going to just go A, B, C, D through the fucking movie, that's boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it's uh, Madonna interpolated clips from the film into a remix of her song, What It Feels Like for a Girl, as a video interlude during her Drowned World Tour. Interesting. Okay, see? Ten points for me. I'll have to look nice. it up. Maybe it's this rape scene, Tim. Uh, so. Oh, boy. I hope <laughs> oh, was, was this playing in the background of fucking The Accused? Or vice versa? Wait. Hold on. Yeah, probably, Tim. So, yeah. And and I do love this though because he starts fiddling with his pants, 
and she just like beats his ass for a second and gets away. So then she he's like the mind trap thing, right? Yeah. Nine out of ten stalkers can't get it up when it actually counts. Yeah, that oh, that was a good one. Come on, you little little dick, little pussy guy. What are you gonna do? Come on. Maybe I don't think that worked with this chip. guy. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real blue chew guy so uh, that's right this is blue chew's audience right there exactly exactly this is their demographic this guy so they fight for a bit and he starts ripping her clothes off and then he goes back in the raper again but this time tim they're on the set they're Same on set, the, yes. the cool round platform and uh so he he goes i just the note i have is he goes to raper and she gets a hammer. She bashes him in the fucking head. Because I think you see him actually rip her panties off, too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It gets... Uh, yeah. Thanks, Just Tim. Just in case you weren't exactly sure what he was trying to do. Thank you, Tim. I forgot about that part. He rips her panties off. Well, no, because I'm like, come on. That's a little overkill, right? That's true. You know what else is overkill, Tim? You forgot to mention. He takes his belt off and he loops it around her ankles and tightens it. And then, like, has to, after that, I guess, sling her legs all the way up and then pull them around, like, down over him, maybe? Wait a second. Who's paying too much attention? Well, I just figured you would have noticed that, Tim. So it threw, like, a fucking eight-point move, wrestling move there. Yeah. He's, he put her in the camel clutch. She reversed it, swung it into a figure four. And then uh, he gave her the old Bronco Buster. Oh, yeah, when he's not doing posters, he's got a side gig as a wrestler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when he wears the mask, the stupid idiot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No mask for the... Dude, he looks like he's wearing a mask already. What are you talking about? Yeah, right? (laughs) Holy Christ. He looks like a fucking alien or some shit like that. Yeah, looks pretty crazy. So uh, then, yeah, she bashes him in the fucking head with a hammer. Yeah, because I have hammer time. Weirdly enough, no blood in that scene. No, no, not at all. Like, it, because he's kind of got that whole um, the shape from Halloween thing where he feels no pain. He just continues uh No, he persisting. feels it. Well, some of the first, like, shots that she gives to him, not so much, because he just, like, kind of shrugs it off. By the way, his voice is very fun in here, too. There's another note that I have. Um, cause he, he gets, yeah, he gets winged pretty good with that fucking hammer. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, I think, I think Ren has a fucking point there because we've seen a woman get simulated raped on stage, all the other shit, but when she hits him in the head with the hammer, I don't know. I've never hit anybody in the head with a hammer, mm-hmm. but I think that even if you like put half your strength into it, you're going to get some fucking blood because the scalp, the head is what bleeds the most on your oh, body, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, like, the hammer just gets, like, stuck in his head. Yeah, it's stuck. It's in, it's already past the fucking head of the hammer. You see the yeah, claw hanging true. out. Yeah, It does have a fair amount of hair, though, so, mm-hmm. you know, you maybe you that's obscuring Robbie. it, you know? So, yeah. It soaks he... it up like ShamWow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he, he stands then he's up. he's going to get to the slap chop part. <laughs> oh, God. I think he was doing this, going for the slap chop a little earlier. So he stands up, though, and then he collapses to the ground. The lights come Stop up. Job. When's the last time anybody talked about that motherfucker? What, what jail is he in right now, right? Because he doesn't have his own reality show, so he has to be in jail. 
Yeah. I think he did go to jail for like he was dealing drugs or something. Something that. Wow. I hope it's fucking that. Sham Wow. They're selling like fucking crack or meth. Maybe. Yeah. Because I just remember in the uh, the slap chop. No, the slap chop guy, not the sham. Or was yeah, it slap the sham chop guy. And then That's he did the sham wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember in the slap chop ad, he was saying, you're going to love my nuts. Yes, that's right, because that was when it was, like, really cool to do do all this, like, this jerking off fucking commercials, right? Because he had that, and he had the Shake Week. I don't know if that was cool to do jerking off commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, implications of a jerking off, because you had the slap chop, right? You're going to love my nuts. And then you had the fucking Shake Weight thing, which is like, come on. When that girl has two Shake Weights on both sides of her face just going, (laughs) it's pretty funny. just like, come on, come on. (laughs) they had the, uh, I don't care what time in the afternoon this commercial is coming on. I need ten minutes. And then they had the audacity to have them always point it right at their face. Yeah, too, that's which right. Is yeah. Like, <laughs> so good. If I see someone like do that and then hit their face with it, oh god, <laughs> get a little too enthusiastic. Fucking bloody nose after it. Oh god. So yeah, shake you... weight is not responsible if you put it too close to your face. <laughs> If you're too enthusiastic, we're not liable. So yeah, he falls to the ground, the lights come up, and she gets a standing ovation again. It was another scene, and everyone tells her that it looked so good. She did such a good job. Well, yeah, because his body is laying out the same exact way that when she was supposed to be killing in the TV show. Mm Mm-hmm. Like 10 minutes ago, right? Yeah. So she did it. She nailed the scene. Only Damn. she didn't. Oh, she nailed it with a hammer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Only she didn't, though, because then Rumi comes back to find her, and she's all disheveled and not looking great. And he, she's like, what, what the fuck happened to you? And she's like, I, I guess I was attacked. Let's go look in the theater. They go in the theater, and no one was there. There's no creepy guy that she hammered in the head. So, was she dreaming? Oh, well, Rumi says, all right, well, let's uh, go ahead and and, uh, drive away from here and get the fuck out of here. So, they're driving off Rumi and uh, and her, Mima, and Rumi's like, hey, are you you doing okay, by the way? Again, I'm I'm issuing a little bit of concern toward you. But then Mima's reflection, or not Mima's reflection, sorry, Rumi's reflection says... Well, yeah, because you have... It's almost like three of them together in the same scene, right? Yes. The way that they're showing it, it's like you see Mima, Mm -hmm. you see Mima's reflection, and then you see Rumi in the car at the same time. But you see Rumi through the reflection, though. You don't see Rumi directly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but at at one point, there's three three people. It looks like three people on screen, even though it's only two. Yeah, Mima, Mima's reflection, and Rumi's reflection, which is going to be important later. We're we're bringing this up for a reason, I promise you. <laughs> because then Rumi says, well, "I'm taking." You watch this movie before you listen to this part of the podcast. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> I'll put in a spoiler warning at the beginning. Well, no, everybody, come on. Ninety-seven. This is on you. Uh, so then, Rumi says to her, "Yeah, it's not fucking Goodfellas. What do you mean it's on you?" Yeah. It's so then. I, she, I think this is intentional. She doesn't say, I'm taking you home. She says, I'm taking you back to Mima's room. Yes, the, uh, yes, yes, yes. In the oh, dub yeah. and the subtitles. Yep. Exactly same fucking line. I'm taking and, you back to Mima's room. And before we even get there, before we even learn what's going on, I'm just like, 
oh, this is going to be a problem. This yeah. is going to be a problem because Mima's room. Well, is yeah, the because chat at room. this point she should have taken a left, but she's taking a right. That's true. Because we get a little bit of a twist coming up here pretty soon, sir. We wake up in her house. Maybe. She calls her agent and Mr. Mr. T. Mr. T can't answer the phone, though, because his eyes are missing. Um, and he's dead also. And he falls. It would have been nice if they put pepperoni over his eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, Mr. T pities himself as he falls over onto the stalker's dead body that's also there. So Mima hangs yes, up. The stalker and the manager are both dead. So. Yeah. And the movie. Yep. And right? the movie. We roll the credits. So, Tim, yeah. what did you do? No. No, if only. <laughs> uh, no. So she hangs up because nobody answers the phone, and that's what you do. She looks around her house and notices, hey, all my fish are back alive. That's a thing that happens with life and death. And, uh, <laughs> by the way, my, my... I guess my mom bought some new fish, so I wouldn't notice. Yeah, I did that with my daughter. Uh, she really? had a blue, wow. yeah, she had a blue beta fish that didn't make it. And so we replaced it. And then the next one didn't make it. And we're like, look, kid, I'm going to tell you the truth on this one. And we're going to do some bar bartering here. Let's get you something that'll live longer <laughs> instead. The fish were napping. So you bought a turtle. No, we For bought a, a There you go. Get a parrot. No. Oh. Are you kidding? In this Don't you want to house? put a fucking parrot in your will with, like, who has to take care of the parrot? <laughs> no, Tim, you hear how much I talk. Do we need more people talking in this fucking house? Oh, no. Come We're on. repeating what you talk about in that Oh, house. dear <laughs> God, yeah. I, would, I, I could be implicated. They could, they could interview the parrot as a witness. He if kept I had talking a fucking to... parrot, the only thing you would be talking about, Kareem, is Bing Shinsheki Yobo. <laughs> Still and calling you an Korean asshole? That's what that means. Yeah. So, no, no, if they interviewed the parrot, it'd just be like, he keeps talking about rape. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I'm just watching movies for a podcast. I swear to God. He locks himself in the guest room and talks about rape all day. I don't know what the hell's going on. No. So, uh, yeah, and her poster's back up. And then she starts to uh, look around. She opens up the, to look out the window. And she's like, wait a second. This isn't my view. Well, yeah, is... now it's right across the street from the train, right? Yeah. This is okay, here's an interesting thing. Maybe I'm completely drunk and high, but in mm -hmm. the beginning of the movie, when she's already, Mima's on the train, right? The first time that she sees, quote-unquote, her double as the pop idol is when she's on the train, right? Yes. Is this a woman in the window thing where she is passing by Rumi's mm. apartment and seeing her? Yeah, yeah, because we, we learned Whoa. this is Rumi's apartment. That... And it is right across from the train, and they make a point in an animated movie, okay? This is not something you just do with, like, a fucking, like, the ca big camera crew goes and fil yeah. fucking films a train going by. Somebody had to animate a fucking train going by this apartment. Mm. So I think that part of the hallucination, whatever's going on, is possibly she's on the train earlier. And she's going by 80 miles an hour clip or whatever, because Japan has much better fucking mass transportation oh, than we yeah. do. And oh, yeah. she just caught a glimpse of somebody dressed up like her. Yeah. I didn't think of that, Tim. That is a very, details. very good details. point. 
great details. Or, mm. you know, drunk, whatever. Eh. Yeah. Could be both. A little from column A, a little from column B, right? <laughs> okay. Keep it nice 50-50. So now, she uh, her illusion of her pop star Mima is in front of her, and then she notices its reflection. And its reflection, the clothes don't fit it as well. Let's say it's <sighs> it's roomy. Yeah, not the clothes. It's roomy. The person. <laughs> Can I just say two pounds of baloney in a one pound bag? It. Mm. Yeah, that's a little... I mean, it's unflattering the way that they portray it, but you have to visually mm -hmm. represent it, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's a way of doing it, right? Rumi's a little bit older, a little bit heavier, so visually it's striking that you see this reflection looks uh, physically quite different. Yeah. And so Rumi apparently has uh, developed or been inhabited by this other personality. She's the one that's been emailing Mr. Memania, but he failed her. So now she's going to have to uh, finish the job. Also, I feel like for the sake of like simplicity when talking about the scenes following this, we should probably make some sort of distinction between the real Mima and uh, Rumi's Mima. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have Rumima and Mima. How that about works. that? <laughs> Wait, you want me to fucking differentiate between Rumima and Wumima? No, Rumima and Mima. Mima. <laughs> Did you say that at the same time? Holy shit. So, Rumima uh, charges Mima and attempts to stab at her yet again, like I said, when the only tool you have uh, is a screwdriver, all your problems look like eyeballs. And but, what's great about it is this turned into every other horror movie because every, every other part in this movie is she's like done one or two fucking ice pick moves to kill people, right? Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, she's missing. Yes. Well, she's also yeah. confronted with the person who she's attempting to single white female, right? Yeah, so. but in her mind, this is the filthy version, right? This is the one that needs True. to be get, gotten away of So, because you're in my way of being a pop idol. True. Yeah. Well, not to mention, I mean, Mima does MMA choke her ass for a second. She reaches <laughs> she up and just grabs her, choke her on her, right. fucking yeah. throat real quick. Then, uh, yeah, she gets stabbed by Rue Mima. Mima escapes uh, out of the window and gets onto the patio, hangs off of it, falls onto a scaffolding, and uh, Rue Mima floats over it with ease. So we have a little more of the magical realism still hanging out here. Yeah, yeah. wait, how's that work in the real world? I'm guessing that she just fell down there too. <laughs> yeah, we're we, it's like a fight club scenario. Yeah, you know, right, you're right, Burn, because at one point we when they're chasing, you see that it looks like she's skipping and but you see in a window reflection yeah. that it's Ruma Rumi and she's breathing really fucking heavy and looks like she's gonna have a fucking heart attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they have a fun uh, parkour chase scene over the rooftops that uh, culminates ultimately in Mima knocking away Rue Mima's screwdriver where Rue Mima grabs an umbrella. And I'm like, are we going to get like a magical like floating with the umbrella down from the roof? It's the penguin's umbrella. It, it is, yeah, because she ends up stabbing her with the fucking umbrella too. Like, holy shit. 
This is a weapon. This is one of them umbrellas like we were talking about on the bonus episode, Tim, that were designed by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, okay, That's a deep cut. I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> that was from our, our, uh, our guest when we were talking about the Candace Files episode three, how he likes uh... to purchase uh, designer umbrellas from Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Oh. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash bloody bits if you want to hear about that. I always Otherwise, that fucking forward slash. Yeah, but you can say slash, whatever. That's easier. Everybody should know. I just yeah. did a thing with my, uh, Daniel Mustachio Pacasio, and I did uh, WW Patreon slash Bloody Bits, and Sir Charles is like, "You gotta say forward slash." And I'm like, w- "People w- don't know fucking forward slash by now. <laughs> they, they don't. I don't want them on my Patreon." And yet, you you feel the need to bring out the WWW. Forget that there's three W's. <laughs> Oh shit! That's what I did before. Oh fuck! I said two W's. Now I added a W. Oh, and wow. you also forgot the dot. You say WW Patreon. Come on, slash. come on, people. Are you fucking? Wait, hold on. Are you fucking Mima? And you don't know how the internet works by now? I heard this internet thing is pretty popular. Okay. I just I love that you get on the pedantics of him saying it should be forward slash, and yet you've forgotten a W and a period. So it's fine though, Tim. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> they also mentioned that I forgot to tell you. Okay. Good. <laughs> really, you need to record one just for me. I, I'll record it on my phone with my voice memo. I'll just play it right into the microphone. I'll, you know what I'll do is I'll edit clips of you speaking until it cuts it together to sound like you oh, saying it the that's right That's like 82 way. clips. Holy yeah. shit. That's the that's uh, more edits than a fucking Born Identity movie. It's more edits than I do in most of our podcasts. Or a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. Lee so, and going over the fucking gate where it takes 82 cuts. Yeah. Jesus. So we, uh, speaking of cuts, man, we get to... Hold on. Okay. Do I have something fun I can put on here? Hold on. I have a shotgun sound I can play. I am back. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, Good there was go. just some background noise, and I accidentally yeah, no clicked off the tab. <laughs> oh, no worries. I'll, I'll I'll tell you right now though, your audio quality already sounds better than a lot of people we have on here the first time. Oh hell so. yeah, oh, that's good. Yep. See, if yep. any, I thought it was one of your roommates. Like, fuck this. She's doing a fucking <laughs> podcast. We're gonna be yeah. done in like three hours. Let's go. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're rounding three hours. It's just about to be done. So there you go. Huh. Yep. So. Yeah, speaking of getting cut, uh, after Rumima stabs her with the umbrella, they wrestle, and Mima rips her wig off and chucks it, and then the illusion's just gone. Now it's just Rumi. Her powers are in that wig. So Rumi... Delilah, right? Yeah, yeah. So Rumi has to get her wig. Unfortunately, it has fallen behind a uh, broken window that they were fighting through. And Rumi impales herself on a giant chunk of broken glass that's sitting up, or standing up mm-hmm. on there. You really want and your hairpiece. One yeah. of the things I like about this movie is that like, every time that someone gets stabbed, they take a moment to process it, and then yeah. the blood just goes flowing everywhere, and they're like, ah! Well, yeah, because she leans over, she puts the wig on, she sees her reflection in the shards of the mirrored glass, and they look, again, like Mima, 
and then we just cut to the profile shot of her. And then once she's realized that just a spurt, like a glorious spurt of blood flies out of her, she stands up and stumbles around, stumbles onto the street, turns, and finally it's her in all of her glory, wearing her beautiful outfit with her wig on, and she's in the spotlight. But the spotlight ends up being the high beams of a truck that's about to run her ass over. Mima, though, runs over and shoves her out of the way at the last moment. Okay, do you think that this is the last time in Asian movies where they didn't go with the trope of somebody getting hit by a car unexpectedly? Because if Maybe. you watch a lot of Asian movies, yeah. that is a gigantic trope where somebody, for whatever reason, you just don't expect it, and bang, they get hit by a fucking car like that. But this one, she pulled her away at the last moment. That's a good point, yeah. Holy shit. Was that an homage then in Hostel when the Asian girl that got her eyeball ripped out and popped jumped in front of the train? Damn. Because they did Let's have... Let's give uh, that bullshit director Eli Roth the... Uh... A possibility of maybe. I'm going to yes. give him the benefit of the doubt because it was yes. inspired by audition in ways, and Takashi okay. Miike right. was so, yeah. there. Right. So if he knows audition, yes, he's watching. But that is really. I, I remember watching something. There's a Twitter channel that I follow where they do like all Korean movies and TV shows, and it was like a, like a three minute clip of for just... like the last ten years of like TV <laughs> shows yeah, and dude. Asian movies <laughs> where people are just like. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like instead of Sally gets through all that shit, right? But yeah. the fucking truck runs her over. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I've or like a see Benjamin that. Buttons. If anybody has to see, not Benjamin Buttons. Uh, Meet Joe Black. Yeah. Where fucking where he gets fucking ping ponged, pin <laughs> pinball back and forth between the fucking cars, and it's supposed to be a serious movie, right? Yeah. I yeah. I it purportedly yeah. Anthony Hopkins, you got uh, Brad, Brad Pitt in Pitt, it. Yeah. I forget who the female lead is in it, but Brad Pitt's playing death, and yeah, he gets fucking pinball machine between the fucking two cars. Yeah, but Rue, Mima, and Mima both survive this because they stumble past the, the truck. The truck stops and presumably gets them help as we pan out over the cityscape. Some time elapses. Is this a real shot of the city? Is this a photo of the city or is this a drawing? I had that note. I think it starts as a drawing as they're zooming out, and then it cuts to a, a photo after that. Huh. Yeah, it, it looks like it. I, well, I technically, they're yeah, all Yeah, because drawings. this would take like fucking eight fucking years, I think, for somebody to fucking draw. Yeah, that's true. Uh. So <laughs> then we cut to a hospital where we see that uh, Rumi is getting some treatment. She's happy, though, because somebody keeps bringing her flowers and... Maybe she's doing better, maybe not so much better, because she looks in the mirror and she just sees uh, Urumima in the mirror. We see Mimi kind of dressed uh, incognito style. Dang, she's got the... Really? What are you going to do with her? What kind of drugs can you give her? What kind of talking can you do to get her out of that fucking thing? Uh, you could maybe drug her to not be homicidal. Yeah. yeah you know? But... Eh, I, don't I don't know. That that's a, I mean, that's a... She, at that point she doesn't look like she's homicidal, right? But you, uh, the other thing, what yeah. are you gonna do? Just put her in a fucking coma? Well, I I mean, if Mima walks into the room, there's gonna be a problem, right? Like uh... clearly. So uh, yeah, Mima is there though. She brought the flowers and she's incognito style. And says, "Look, I'm 
I, she can't see me. I'm, I'm not going to go see her, but I'm glad she's, you know, doing as best as she can, I guess. She walks out of the hospital, and one of the nurses spots her and says, Hey, isn't that uh, Mima, the famous chick? The other nurse is like, ah, it's stupid. What would she be doing here? Yeah, this is the last place she'd be. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, I love the ending. Because the ending is so almost 80s movie. <laughs> she pops into the car, sits down, pulls her glasses down, looks in the rear view, and is like, oh, I'm real. And then credits. <laughs> uh, credits. And then my other thing that I love about anime is like, the end credits music that they play is always like the the coolest, most upbeat shit constantly. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and I love it. So, Tim, what'd you think of the movie, buddy? Uh, again, uh, so far this month, I think we've been three for three, right? With great movies. Yep, yep. Nightmare 2 you loved, Sick Nurses you loved, and now Perfect Blue. You never saw it, but you loved it, buddy. Glad... Glad to hear that. I, well, I think I said with Bobby, the this is the second time that I saw Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Mm-hmm. And with Brody, the first time I definitely saw Sick Nurses, because I yeah. definitely would have remembered seeing that. Oh, I would have remembered <laughs> that one. Oh, man. That's one worth listening to as well. Jeez Louise. Rin, thank you so much for bringing this to us. I would ask you how you felt about this movie, but I think we know, unless we don't. Oh, well, how do you feel? I mean... And the first time that I watched it, I was like, that was like slightly underwhelming from what I thought it was going to be. But that's also just because I didn't get half of it. <laughs> and and the second time that I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, this is like exactly as good as everyone says that it is. Like, it's so detailed and the plot has so much nuance to it. It's really good. <laughs> like, it's extremely good. And. So um, I was thinking about this, and I, I brought it up to my wife briefly. There's another movie that kind of deals with this theme that came out recently called Cam. And it's about a girl who is a cam girl who then notices that her account is online without her, and there is some sort of a representative oh, of her. Yes. Oh, yes. I remember seeing that, like, the little brief uh, commercials on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Was that before Corona or, like, came that out was during before, Corona? Before. Before Corona. That was terrible. You don't have to watch so that. So it was BC. Yeah, BC. Yeah, <laughs> BC squared. Uh, that one's bad, though. You don't have to watch that. This... This, I think, did a much better job of portraying, like, what happens when the avatar of you uh, and the way that the public looks at it runs away, right, when it's out of your control. Yeah, uh, like, I've seen, well, first I've seen a lot of people refer to Perfect Blue as, like, a, an anime giallo. Um, mm. But, but mm. something that I notice is that it's almost like a coming-of-age story in a weird way. like. I mean, yeah, she's like 21, but the whole plot is essentially just a really convoluted way of like showing her transition from like being just, you know, this innocent little J-pop idol to, you know, uh, actually no, what's you know, going on in the world. Yeah. 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 No, that's definitely I could totally see that. And I mean, there's the stumbles, right, of her getting to know herself and her um expressing herself sexually and fucking it up repeatedly. Yeah. But that's, you know, mm-hmm. part oh, of it. Wow. Right? Oh, wow. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way. Huh. It's so much better to have people on that are smarter than me. You know that? Because <laughs> I just and don't I'm know sure this shit sometimes. To Ren and not me. Of course, Tim. Come on. Damn. So I think we're I'm good. I'm the details guy. I'm not the smart guy. Right. So I think we're good for covering this movie now. Ren, is there anything on the internet that you want people to pay attention to that they're not right now? Um... Well, I did uh, release an EP uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, so uh, let me look up the URL real quick so I get it right. No problem. Take your time. This is where you type in the URL. Come on. Don't you know? <laughs> this is so hard. Don't have Tim Yobo making fun of you about Tim. You have no, no room No, it's from the movie. No That's room what Ruby was telling her. She didn't know how to type in the URL. I... Yeah, yeah. I know it's okay. Let's let's just be very profile quiet. is just literally that no dashes or anything, no spaces, just Lily of the Moon dot bandcamp dot com. Lily yeah. of the Moon dot bandcamp dot com. You just had an EP come out. What kind of music do you make? Uh like sort of like drum and bass sort of stuff. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. And Tim, is there anything you want people to pay attention to on the internet other than what we're doing right now? Uh, well, definitely pay attention to the show and uh, join our Patreon and all that. Uh, but other than that, no, just listen to the show and have yep. fun. As I said before, 100% of our Patreon this month is going to the Rainbow Railroad. They are a mm -hmm. charity. Great that, charity, yes. Great charity that helps to get yeah. people that are uh, maybe in dangerous situations, members of the queer community, to get out of those dangerous situations, regardless of what that means. Uh, if you have the ability, I have the link in the podcast notes and I always tweet it. It's on my pinned tweet for this month. Also give them money. And then if you have any money left after you gave them money, then sign up for our Patreon, but it doesn't matter because we're giving it to them anyway. So yeah. either way, and, they you know, get not it. Not to take anything away from other charities, but you know, comparatively how much money does breast cancer get or all the other fucking things compared to what this charity is going to be getting. So pump some fucking money into that. Yeah, yeah, come on. We're doing it. You can fucking do it too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be confrontational. Uh, <laughs> Rin, thank you so much for joining us. God, I, I hope to have you back on. It's It's been a pleasure having you on yeah, here Yeah, so you were a little bit nervous before we did the show, but everything went well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you for having me. It was really fun. Yeah, no problem. And with that, folks, this is how we end it. <laughs>